you need a great opener like somehow we're adults do do we could record like, that like right some now some kind of like we could record that right oh, now everybody be quiet somehow we're adults <laughs> i would say i don't think i've ever been in a sprouts but i i've been in the one that's very similar to Pull it closer to you oh sorry no, you're good, you're good, i've been uh to the one that is very similar to sprouts it's some fresh market yeah, that's yeah. a fresh market over there. Another the, rich white people one. Yeah, we were working one day, super out of place when I walked in there. Like boots, jeans, sawdust. Yeah, probably had a mullet at the time. Like all the trophy wives like turn and look at you like, the yeah, fuck is, is the worker is, doing here? What is this? Yeah, right. Like <laughs> not knowing. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Pull out my Louis Vuitton purse wallet. And they're yeah. like, what's happening? Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, those places always make me feel so funny because it's like I can definitely afford to be there, but I don't want to be able, like, I right. don't want to afford the price. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you like, you get like a fucking grocery bags worth of food for a hundred bucks and you're like, fuck this, dude. We, I always pay for lunch. So like, if you work for me, I pay for lunch and I mean, if you need breakfast or whatever, I'm not going to make you work hungry. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, I'd right. rather you be productive than this. So like generally, and I'm the one cutting the tree down, I'm in the bucket. So like, I'm hungry. And by so the time you eat, by yeah. the time it's like eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, I'm like, "Yo, wrap this up. We gotta go. I'm starving. You know, whatever it may be." I get there, bro. We, I think it was like me and two other people. It was like sixty three dollars for our lunch at this little, and it was just some sandwiches, some macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah, and you're in little, a rich neighborhood. Yeah, in that little rich white people area over there in uh, uh, Fishhawk or near Fishhawk. Oh, bro, yeah, yeah. Oh, buddy, they get you over there. Yeah. No, it's fucking ridiculous over there, man. I don't. I have no desire. Like the house prices over there are retarded. Like everyone's driving fucking luxury cars to look like they're rich as fuck, and they're not. So it's just, I don't. I pulled I don't in there it. in my beat up bucket truck with my skid steer, take up twelve spots. You're driving a house, by the way. That's, a, that's most people would say that's a cost of. I mean, it is probably the cost of a, a regular house. Yeah. Um. I mean, between the the whole setup it's funny because i don't even think about it a lot but the whole setup is probably close to like 175k yeah so like and that's with nothing inside of it no chainsaws or anything just yep. truck trailer skid yep and then if we have more all the attachments i mean the claw alone is like 6500 dollars, which is yep. insane by the way the yep. first time i bought a skid steer i think the claw cost me like like three grand and i bought the heaviest duty one they had mm -hmm. that was three years ago so so much has changed in those three years especially for industrial equipment nothing gets cheaper anymore like i think I, I sold my first skid steer for the same price i paid for it and i put like 600 hours on it or something like nice. that. it was insane you're on your second skid steer already <sighs> yeah so i tend to um i tend to overdo it a little bit right so like my idea business mindset uh is always been i'm not gonna buy what's gonna get me through this six months i'm gonna buy something that i'm gonna be able to use for three to five years and i'm not yeah. gonna outgrow it yeah but yeah three to five years yeah and so that has gotten me into a little bit of deep water before but i've always been able to figure it out like that's all that's got me into like a, i've jumped off into something that was a little bit more expensive than what i could really afford okay but I feel like that's just kind of part of that mindset of like, you're going to figure it out or you're not. Right. So, and we figured it out. So it's cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the second skid steer, I bought the first one. It was great. Um, and I could definitely afford that one. That right. one was one of those ones where it was like, 
all right, you're good. You know, it does the job, but it, we kind of beat it up a lot. It broke. I was yeah. putting, I was taking it to the shop. And so, um, I mentioned it as like a joke to my John Deere rep, you know, Hey, maybe yeah. I need to get into a bigger one. And he kind of like ran with it. And, uh, of course he did. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. Started, he started seeing dollar signs when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, um, so I ended up selling it and then buying the new one and, uh, great decision by far. Like I, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, ah, oh, it's so expensive. And then sometimes I look at it and I was like, I don't ever need another one ever again. Right. Like, yeah. Well, um, so to anybody listening who doesn't know what you do, you own, what's the name of your business? Uh, what do you guys do? Uh, I own Boozer's Property Development. We are a property development company out of Central Florida. We, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to suck my teeth right then. No, you're uh, good, brother. You're good. We do a lot of property development is like this umbrella where you buy, say you buy two and a half acres and there's a creek running through it that's stopped up and it needs to be fenced and the ground needs to be leveled. Trees need to be taken out. We can come in and handle all of it. So you don't have to pay five separate contractors to do this job. You can come in and pay one contractor, deal with me. You know that we're level-headed. You know my crew. So you can come in. Even if I'm not there, everybody's very personable. So that's kind of where I've locked into making my bread and butter is like we do tree removals, uh, crushed asphalt, and crushed asphalt driveways and culverts, fencing, demolitions, grading, leveling. I mean – it's gone into so much. And as we were just talking about it outside, um, the guy with the roof, he wants a new roof put on. And it's like, we've never, never even thought about being a roofing company, <laughs> but I mean, anything's possible. And it's not like a house roof. It's a pole barn. Yeah. It's, pole just, barn, yeah. Yeah, it's so, a, it's like a 30 by 30 pole barn. So it's literally just like, yeah, pull some metal off, put some wood down, put it back. It's yeah. very simple. And I built, I've built, you know, porches and pole barns and several things yeah. like that. But you're just doing it to keep the rain off of you. It's not like a fucking house roof where it needs, where it to, needs to be inspected. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's, and I told him that I was like, look, we're not a roofing company. I would love to refer you to a real roofing company. And he mm-hmm. was like, the five that I've talked to have all told me no, that they don't want to touch it. And it's like, okay, well, let me come look at it because this guy's a really good customer. And he's been, I've been doing his trees and cleaning up his property for probably four years now. Nice. So, I always try to, if the if they're a good customer and they understand, and I've already told them that like, hey, we don't specialize in it, but I know that we could probably figure something out. Then it's one of those things where I am all for it. Yeah. So now, so you're technically in like one of the most dangerous jobs, cutting yeah, down trees. Logging is the number one dangerous job in the right. world. Not yeah. even in the nation or anything like that. Logging is the yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. That's funny. It's you that you know well, that little factoid. So the reason I know that, well, besides just the statistic of it, um, insurance for most that's like the majority of the cost that's built into the cost of like what people charge to cut down trees is because the insurance for those companies are so fucking expensive because the likelihood something bad happens is very high because it's the number one most dangerous job. But like, I think about it. uh, So I do jujitsu and and I'm sure people tired of me talking about it, but like wrestling is a part of jujitsu, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's a portion of it that's wrestling, but wrestling is one of the most dangerous martial arts because it's falling weight. Same thing with trees. It's falling weight. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, shit falls in directions that you might not anticipate, or you can only, you can only be within like 80 to 90% certainty on what direction something's really going to fall. So like, and especially with trees, when you cut something that's heavy, it's like, you know, you might think it's heavier at the base when really it's, you know, uh, you know, it's going to fall a little bit more 
than you thought it was going to be. And, and people are just getting away. And I mean, dude, having a bucket truck is probably the fucking game maker on that because not having a bucket truck and doing that off of like ladders and shit. Like I've seen all kinds of videos. My Instagram has got a crazy <laughs> algorithm of just fucking just really bad tree trimmers. Like it's where the fucking tree falls on somebody's house or it hits the ladder and fucking knocks the dude off oh, of you it. You sent me that video. Did the I? One, yeah. You, there was a, there was a guy on a ladder, like two ladders and there was a homeowner like trying to bring or something in the yeah. tree limb fell and the saw fell and hit the homeowner. Yeah. And he's like, like dangling. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a, lot of those videos yeah, so like bad. it makes your job super dangerous mm -hmm. but that's also why you guys can charge more that's also why it's like you know yeah it's a scary <sighs> scary job the problem in florida if they don't know that that's where we are Sorry, central florida spoiler alert yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem in florida is that tree services have such a negative like uh, connotation with being a tree service because of so many meth heads because there as you said there are 15 other guys behind me with no insurance they need an eight ball to get whatever it may be you know what i'm saying yeah and they will do the job they will do the same job that i want to charge twenty five hundred dollars for for 700 bucks yeah and that's in and that's crazy like i can't twenty five hundred dollars it's not even in for anybody listening i'll break it down for you like off of $2,500, insurance goes into it, employee payment, workers' compensation, fuel. Fuel, time, equipment, cost. Yeah, use on equipment, breaking stuff down, dump fees. I mean, it's it's <laughs> you hear $2,500, and a lot of people freak out until I break it down to for them. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not making $2,500. I'm lucky. I pay myself like $350 to $500 per day, depending on what the job can afford. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm very fair. And like if... I got a soft spot for, you know, little old ladies. And all that <laughs> stuff, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. if there's a little old lady and like we can afford to do it a little bit cheaper and she's express, you know, I can see that she's not doing the best. Obviously right. I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm not a absolute piece of shit, <laughs> 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 but I, uh, I just can't. That's, that's the problem that you got to get around in Florida is, and people are really you smart. You always find a crackhead to do it for 500 yeah, bucks. You know, I tell them that all the time. Every customer I go to, if they if they're like, oh, the price is too much, I'm like, look, I got a phone number to a guy. He's probably <laughs> <laughs> he's probably right, like he's probably gonna rip one of those rose bowl things before he comes out here and talks to you, full yeah. of a meth rock. You're and gonna be uncomfortable speaking to this person. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. gonna be uncomfortably close to you with his, his <laughs> eyes. Like, <laughs> And everything you say, he's going to be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's going to pull up in a truck that's real weird. <laughs> oh. And, it, it, you know, it's just, yeah, one they're not the, going to get quality. It's like, the, what do you want? One of the trash bag doors, one of the trash bag windows. You get what you, you pay get for. You get what you pay for, bro. And that's what I tell him. I tell him all the time, I'm like, look, you want me to show up here with, oops, you want me to show up here with a quarter million worth of equipment? And you want me to do it for eight hundred and fifty bucks? Come on, man. Yeah. Like, come on. Let's be realistic. Like, if you, but I tell him, like, hey, if you want the phone number of a guy that's gonna do it cheaper, I got you. I love supporting my homies, and because you're gonna you're gonna pay them, and then you're gonna see what what you get with that, exactly. and then you're like, I wish I would have paid more. I wish I would have called. I wish I would have just not acted that way. Like, I wish I would have okay. just understood that when the guy broke it down to me, mm -hmm. that him making 
$800 off of this 20 profit, $800 profit off of this $2,500 job. And if you're only making $800 off a $2,500 job, you're doing terrible. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got, you've, I'm just your throwing, expenses are too high. Yeah, yeah, I'm just throwing random numbers. You know what I'm saying? If, I, if me making $1,000 off of it is crazy to you, like, well, I mean, how much money do you think I have in this? Right. Because right. you own a $300,000 house. Well, I got a bucket truck and a skid steer and a dump trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. my 300K. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a difference here. But yeah, the uh, the meth head situation is out of hand. With people cutting down trees, yeah. And it's like, do you really want that liability, too, of like, this dude died on your property or fucking got severely injured because he was high as a kite and stuff and... You know, have you seen that the, the TikTok like audio that was going crazy about like um, it was like my cost to do this is my cost to do this, and if you want me to not do it, it's you're, you're like or, uh, I forget I forget what the exact thing is. It was a, it was a big like TikTok audio. It's like my fee to do it is this fee. If you want me to to like reduce the price, the, the price is zero because I'm not doing it. It's yeah. this or that. It's like I either do it or I don't do it. I had to there's learn. no there's no like line in the middle. So I we joked about it earlier. I went to college for a year, right? And I was in <laughs> business man. Shocker to everybody that knows shocker you. <laughs> to anybody that's ever gonna see this that follow that's been my friend. Shocker. Cole Boozer? College? college? <laughs> I've never have associated those words. No, absolutely not. You never will. I will never. Uh, it's terrible for anybody that's ever thought about it. Just skip it. It's just if you're it's not, a fucking scam. Yeah, no, absolutely. I As mean, somebody who went to college too, it's a fucking yeah, scam. I mean, I went for a year and I met some of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. There, some of them were my professors. Like I've met, and I mean, it literally was high school that I paid for. Yeah, that's what I tell everybody. Uh, the first year, of co- the first two years of college is absolute bullshit. You're just yeah. doing math and science that Absolutely. you didn't. You did. You did your senior year, and if for people that are a lot of, I feel like a lot of kids, especially you know younger guys, we get bored, and so like when we were in high school, those classes where it's like so simple, like for me, math, science, and history came so easy. Mm-hmm. I liked all of it. So like when I'm going to college and now I'm repeating the last two years of what I did in high school, it's just like, I'm not doing this. This is terrible. I'd rather work. I'd rather just be at work. Bro. So I only have my associate's degree and Mm. to piggyback off what you just said, like I literally was like getting my associate's degree and I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? I'm going into unbankruptable debt. Meaning that like, if I, (laughs) yes, I was like, I was like several things. A, my wife went to college and completely for free. Cause like mm. she she did dual enrollment, mm. so she was doing college classes for free, Super and I smart. was which I didn't even know existed. Me they don't either. they didn't fucking tell us about no. that. So I was taking AP classes where the only way you'd get the college credit is if you pass the exam. Mm. I never passed any of the exams, but I would get A's in the classes. Yeah, and then like I didn't realize you could even do dual enrollment. Mm. Which so she did dual enrollment. She did I think one or two semesters outside of high school, and it was pay- and she had a scholarship I believe, and mm. it was completely paid for. Yeah. So like I didn't do that i went to college and i i thought the normal thing was to take out student loans i didn't know what the fuck a loan was i was just turned 18 so i didn't even know what a fucking loan was i didn't even know it was unbankruptable i didn't know what a fucking bankruptcy was yeah <laughs> you know what they I mean? don't teach you none of that shit. bro they so, don't want you to know any of it though that's that's mm-hmm. that's their american dream we're gonna sign these kids up saddle them up 100k in debt they're gonna have to pay it off over the next 25 years yep and and, and, and even if they file bankruptcy it doesn't go away it doesn't go away yep so i was like now i'm in debt unbankruptable debt and all i did was go to college i paid somebody for two years of high school Mm -hmm. and i was like and i already thought high school was bullshit and i was like 
this is i was literally like i i did a business I, the way i explained it is i got my business admin degree which is just like a fucking standard run-of-the-mill degree and i literally took two business classes yeah <laughs> like a total of like i went to school for five semesters well two or uh four full-time semesters which is two years mm -hmm. and then i went for one part-time semester to finish it all my credits and i literally took two business classes each yeah. semester that was like five classes like i literally was like why the fuck am i doing this and i was like oh i'm doing it for the piece of paper i get at the end and i'm like i don't even know what the fuck i want to do my so favorite, i stopped going my favorite thing about that the what you the piece of paper at the end thing sorry no you're gonna keep that. sitting back away from you're this good. thing you're good um my favorite thing about that is is that nobody not one single time that i've ever applied for a job has been like you graduate high school we need proof right you can <laughs> bro like no, think of you know what i mean like because like obviously i have it you know what i'm saying right. so like it doesn't matter right. but like i don't know i couldn't tell you where mine's at right now. oh bro my mom for sure bro. it's at my mom's <laughs> house for sure it's for sure with my mom i because i would i would have just as soon burned it i wasn't gonna walk yeah. i don't care that's not for me i did it for high school yeah in high school i yeah. wasn't gonna walk in high school what do I look like? Yeah. This is high school. This is dumb. My yeah. mom forced me, which yeah. I'm glad I did. You know, you get yeah, pictures yeah, and blah, blah, blah. I sit there. We, you know, they didn't let us throw our hats because shout out Dave Brown. Bro, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Literally. I forgot that we didn't get to do that. You think I, that I fucking he, blocked that memory out in my mind for some reason. That we didn't get to do it? I know. It was super late. Well, just the graduation in general. Yeah, I don't it was know kind why. of boring. Was probably, just fucking sitting there. You tone everything. I, I don't know about you, yeah. but like you said, I can't sit still the same no, way yeah. as you. So I'm just sitting there just fucking thinking about dumb shit in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Cade were drunk. <laughs> Spoiler alert, if you were at our graduation, uh, class of 2015, Strawberry Crest. Shout out, Cade. Uh, Cade Taylor. We Ooh, were I wasn't going to say the last name, so hammered. that's on Cole. I'll say your middle name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Date of birth is social, dog. <laughs> no, that's my cousin, so yeah, we're yeah, good. Yeah. But yeah, we were... Uh, uh, we were lit. I mean, it was, we were bad kids. We were so bad. But they were, it was such a lame experience. And like, honestly, it, you know, it's funny, but looking back on it now, we were such bad kids. So we did so much stuff that was just, yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it don't, I mean, that's like when they broke into the school. Remember when all of them kids broke into the school to hang out? It's like, we don't want to be here during the no. regular. <laughs> yeah. Why are y'all breaking in on the weekend? Yeah, bro? for the, yeah. Yeah. The, we will not mention their names, even though I could. I don't, I don't know who it was. I know all of them. <laughs> Probably, yeah. And like the person, what was it, the the people who walked cows up the stairs or whatever, or pigs or whatever? absolutely the funniest thing you can ever do. The most redneck, that's a redneck high school thing. Absolutely. Yeah, like that, so they, they, the first A, they named our school <laughs> Strawberry Crest, which is literally just hilarious. We were named after a fucking fruit, and uh, because that's the number one crop of our town. And the winter strawberry capital of the world. <laughs> Literally. And, uh, and they walked cows. Because cows will go upstairs. They won't go down them. Fun fact. If you are not a hillbilly, you would not know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cows will go up the stairs. You can lead them up the stairs just fine. But they will not go down the stairs. So didn't they have to put the cows in the fucking elevator? <laughs> one by one. Because it's only like a 2,000 pound weight limit. Yeah, yeah. And if you've ever tried to wrestle a cow before, especially one that's a little bit stressed out and... <laughs> <laughs> one that, one that's like shit. I'm stuck here forever. Forever. And, yeah. And, it doesn't know what elevators yeah. are. Like they have no idea. Like, imagine <laughs> trying to wrestle the most stubborn, aggressive animal into something that's like, no, we're not doing it. That's also scared because it's like, oh, I live on the second floor now. Yeah. <laughs> There's no this grass is my here. What are you trying to do? That's a funny ass prank. I think the funniest. I think that Strawberry Crest. Um, 
Shout out Dave Brown again. He's a he's a, he's a great guy. He um, <laughs> calling him out by name. I'm not name. bleeping that either. I don't okay. care. He doesn't. He's he doesn't work he's retired. Anymore. He's retired. Is he? he? Yeah, he quit after the. <laughs> this is gonna get canceled. After <laughs> after the Spirit Day class of uh uh, I want to say it was the beginning of 2015 when the two dudes came in dresses and high heels. Uh, I think Dave Brown was like, "Yeah, we can't fucking do this." I didn't anymore. even know that happened, brother. I, I know that, that was the beginning of the tranny trend. <laughs> I just know that in 2013 that we that somebody put a fucking uh, John boat in the lake that was right on the high school. Yeah, on the it, by I four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By, by the biggest one of the biggest interstates in Florida. <laughs> yeah, and put blow up dolls and dildos in it. <laughs> that was and so then they great. named the blow up dolls our AP. The yeah. time. Like I said, we did a lot of bad stuff. I had no part in that. I didn't do any pranks. That <laughs> and then the next, what was crazy is like that was such a good one. And then the next year they put like forks in the ground. Yeah. So look, I was about to bring that up. The funniest part of that is like if you don't understand, like if you don't understand the way senior pranks work, right? If they're if if they're mean and they like cause problems for the staff it's not cool it's not funny you know what i'm saying yeah they put rubber bands and forks on the field yeah a lot of people don't know you can't sweep up rubber bands you have to pick <laughs> them up by hand or like with a rake or something yeah so like when you go out there you can't sw- like you couldn't put rubber bands on this table and like sweep them up they would just ball, ball up. up yeah they don't yeah. so like that's why it was kind of funny because like it wasn't vicious in any way it was just like time consuming and yeah. i remember dave brown it was so funny because all of 2015 was just on gang shit <laughs> he was like he made the announcement was like you have to whoever did this clean it up no repercussions da, 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 or you lose your senior privileges we were like fuck the senior privileges <laughs> clean that shit up <laughs> it was so bad <laughs> They put tape everywhere too, yeah. and it was like, "The fuck are we doing here?" I remember Mackenzie was our uh, class president, and she used to fight with us so much. Like, guys, we we can't just not have senior privileges, and we were like, "Fuck it, <laughs> take them, take Ride those privileges, bitches, shovel." Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't need five minutes out early. We're just gonna be five minutes late anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fucking uh, bro. Uh, I high school, I, I I forget about a lot of that stuff too. Senior pranks, man. I had I don't know if I had anything to do with it. I don't even know. What our senior prank was that year it was probably something lame yeah <laughs> it was probably As, to me after you fucking put a john boat with dildos and how do you dolls, live, yeah i don't think you topped that how do you yeah yeah i think that the year after that like all the staff was like super fucking like cautious yeah. like, what's going on well i think that uh the year the the john boat year so the cow year was before that the cows and whatever they 2012 brought. i believe yeah, yeah. they that, that was a great class that's hilarious um, that's such a good prank and then the john boat was the next class and then um, I don't, I think the rubber bands and the forks were the class before ours. And then 2015, there was a nice little select group of us that were not fucking wieners. Um, and the rest of us were just like, we don't want to get in trouble. So, I'm, I'm the wieners group. I mean, <laughs> I, I just didn't give a shit, but that's a whole that's, other story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I was, I had problems back then. It was a whole different time. But <laughs> <laughs> for anyone that knew me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. I just never really like. What was the point of pranking the school? In my mind, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. don't even. I get it. You know, whatever. If it's funny, it's funny. Right. I'm with that. Like, we we grew up. We we're like that last generation of like grew up with Comedy Central and South Park yeah. and shit. Yeah. I remember the uh, the comedy tour, the 
the Bill Ingvall. Oh, Ron uh, White. yeah. Uh, fuck. I literally just had it in my mind. Blue collar comedy yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah. With Larry the Cable Guy. Bro, I, I watched re- that at my grandma's house. Bro, what? The I remember. Best. I remember when Ron White came out, and I was like, "Holy shit! You can say stuff like this." Yeah, and bro. He did, and he still does. He's bro. I still to this day say they like if someone's driving really slow, I still say they were they were uh, traveling at the speed of smell because it's one of the funniest fucking lines I've ever heard. Like this dude's driving the fucking speed of smell because it's it's just fucking funny. I, I think that he's like definitely. They all opened up a wave of like ability for like these stand up comics and stuff. Bro, they're all fucking rednecks. That's what I love about the blue collar comedy tours. They're all fucking. We grew up in bumfuck. Plant City was nothing. I mean, it's becoming (laughs) something crazy. Still nothing. Well, you say that, but there's half a million dollars. Our regular house is a half a million dollars now. That's Joe Biden's economy. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. But. But, like, we grew up in bumfuck nowhere. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, the Circle K is the meeting spot. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the, the gas station. If a gas station is the closest thing to you, <laughs> then, you know what I mean? Like, if there's not a grocery store, you're just a redneck. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, Publix is 30 minutes plus. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, to go to a grocery store, it's a fucking event. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, uh, so for us, it's like, you see these rednecks, and you're like, these dudes fucking made it. They're oh, worth yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah. Like that was when Duck Dynasty became a thing, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Wow, rednecks can be rich." What yeah. the fuck? Like they're rednecks because they were poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, but I mean, that's really the term of being a redneck is you just don't have enough money to pay anybody to do the shit that you need to do. So you got to figure out how to do it. Or you either don't do it, or you do it your fucking self. Yep. yep. That's so funny. Because <laughs> what we were talking about outside was with your tree business. It was like you know, like I was telling you, one of my buddies who um, like. They just didn't have the money to pay people to yeah. do shit, so they did it themselves. Yeah. If you're if you're forced with figuring it out, you you fucking figure it out, or you have broke shit. Yeah, like that fucking famous TikTok uh, uh, audio clip that people use, where it's like, oh, you're not, or what does it say, like, uh, you're just not good at being broke or whatever. It's yeah. like, like you you have to get some old shit. And make it nice shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've never been broke before, so you gotta have you just gotta buy old shit and you gotta fix it. Exactly. And they're right. I mean, to be honest with you, the only things that I ever buy that are brand new are for work. Yep. And the only reason that I buy stuff for work that's brand new is because it has a warranty and And you're gonna beat the absolute piss out I'm of it. I'm gonna beat the absolute shit out of it. Yep. So it's just one of those things where like the warranty comes in handy and tools. Downtime tools downtime's real real big so if i can if i had to pay thirty five hundred dollars out of pocket to fix something and then had to have two weeks of downtime bubba we're in yeah. trouble yeah that's like, money. i mean we're not in trouble but like we're, time, time is money and yeah. that's that's your fucking losing money that's what i'm saying like like a lot of the tools that i buy they're either tools that don't need to be brand new and i can buy them use like hand tools mm-hmm. like for you know like fucking vice grips shit like that yeah or if it's power tools Buy that shit brand new. Unless someone's giving it to you for free. Yeah. Buy that shit brand new. Because you, A, you get a warranty and then like you know, depending upon the brand you buy, the likelihood something's gonna break on it. I mean yeah. you know, they run all kinds of deals, but I've always felt that if you buy something used, you are just purchasing a problem that someone else doesn't want to deal with. Depending, yeah. De- well, not everything. But yeah. like when it comes to like heavy equipment, mm-hmm. like if someone's like there and don't get me wrong, there's a there's a there's always that ray of sunshine where mm-hmm. like maybe you are just getting a fantastic deal and this guy just made money and he wants to get rid of it because it's taking up space in his yard or those are very rare, very rare. Right. And so 
I've <laughs> like always, this old man shit. You yeah. know what I mean? When you buy old man shit that's yeah. been like taken hella care taken of care of meticulously. Yeah. Just never. You used, never meet somebody our age who's no, meticulously selling. Yeah. Oh, no. this kid's ears in great shape. No. <laughs> no, motherfucker. I beat the piss out and of this. And you know thing. what's crazy is I told the guy. I told him, like, look, it's got 600 hours on it. Like, it was my first machine, da, 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 da. Like, it, but 600 hours on a, on a skid steer. I found is, the limit on the skid steer. <laughs> 600. Oh, bro, we found the limit many times. Yeah. On every, listen, every machine I've ever had has been tested to the limits the first 30 days. Because the first 30 days, anything you break is absolutely free. Right. It's under warranty. Right. right? But it, warranty comes with yeah clauses. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the first, Which you find out quick um, <laughs> the first day that i had the skid steer funny enough the big one i have a uh, john deere 333 compact track loader um it is ooh, i want to say it's a little over thirteen thousand pounds dry weight so it's no a shit big fucking machine like I didn't it, it was that fucking heavy they're big it's it's the second biggest one it was been the biggest machine john deere makes they came out this year 2024 with a 335 hmm not good for me because I like new shit and <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I, so I have, a, I have a fairly large skid steer and it just destroys everything. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's yeah. Not a 13,000 pounds on dirt is a lot of fucking weight. Yeah. You got to be good at what you're doing or you're going to tear everything. You're just going to tear the yard up. Yeah. And that's, that's a, cause you're on tracks too, right? Instead of yeah. tires. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I went with tracks because of tires because of the ground pressure situation. Yeah. So tracks are wider and they're solid. So the ground pressure for 13,000 pounds is spread out a evenly. lot more. Evenly. Yeah, tires think, you have less ground touching you, know, yep. you have just what of the part of the tire that's touching yep. tracks you have like fucking you know Everything. 10 feet of of track touching and, and spreading that weight so if you're good with the tracks if you're like and i'm i would like to think that i'm fairly good at what i do because i'm in it every day mm -hmm. right so if you're good at it tracks and tires can be very very similar like to not messing up the ground but the minute that you stop caring or the second that you make a oopsies, mm -hmm. <laughs> that grass is gone. Yeah. <laughs> talking yeah. about yeah. destroyed. Yep. Especially yeah. people in these nice, like highfalutin neighborhoods who have like fucking, they have sod brought in. I really just bring it there for show. Yeah. Like we, like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. drive it off the concrete. If yeah, we're yeah, in yeah. those neighborhoods, like there's a, you know, throw a random another fishhawk ranch mm -hmm. i mean if we're in one of those neighborhoods it just goes for show like yeah, it, yeah. don't get me wrong it loads but like i'm gonna yeah. drive it on your driveway and then i'm gonna put the tree to like right. everything else you, you have to drive. even be cautious at thirteen thousand pounds you need to be oh. cautious of the driveway at that point and that's one of the reasons why i went with tracks over tires because if i drive straight in the ground pressure really is not enough to even crack sidewalks i mean mm -hmm. it is if you decide if you could if, if, if you go if on the edge it. Yeah, yeah if i yeah. if i catch the corner of it and like i like move real funny or like if i'm driving really fast so that's the problem with concrete is like if you go to drive over it and you go fast over it and you immediately apply pressure it's going to snap mm -hmm. but like if you go slow and you allow it to take that pressure as you go over and then back off it's not a problem yeah so it's just it really all just boils down to not being a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> and not doing meth <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it, if you've had a bad experience with the tree service nine times out of ten i would like to say that you have had a tree service with a method in charge or <laughs> some sort of yeah i don't know drugs yeah yeah some some person who yeah you just you get people 
that give a shit and don't give a shit. That's yeah, really absolutely. what it boils to. And the yeah. reasons for giving shit and not giving shit are, can, can be different, but it's, it just is what it is. So most, most people, <laughs> it's funny enough, they're going to hate me for this. Most homeowners have absolutely no idea what they actually want. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I, you walk into a yard, and it's bad because, like, I didn't realize that that was going to be part of my deal with being, like, the owner, the person that does the, you know, estimates, mm-hmm. invoicing, payments, blah, 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 right? And so that's part of my biggest problem is figuring out what the fuck y'all actually want. Right. Because <laughs> you come to me and you're like, I want the tree cut down. And I'm like, okay, cool, we'll cut the tree down. But what happens when the tree's cut down, we grind the stump, and now all of a sudden your electric bill is $350 a month because there's no shade on your house. Yeah. Like, what what happens when the hammock that you have out back that you, you know, you and your kids really enjoy using because of the shade now there's no shade. Hammock's yeah. gone. What are we going to do then? And then, like, people don't think about it, and they get upset, and it's like... And those are just little bullshit things. Like, yeah. you know, I think of off the top of my head that we've done recently where I've pointed it out to people, like, hey, what are you going to do about this? And then mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, maybe we don't take the whole thing down. And it's like, okay. Because yeah. once we take it down, there's no putting it back, back up. up. <laughs> I, got, I don't have no wood glue in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't stick a tree branch back together with wood glue. Once I cut it, it's cut. <laughs> that's my Let's favorite. think about it twice and yeah. cut once. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite line to tell people. I don't got no wood glue in the truck. Yeah. And normally they have your reaction. They're like, what? Well, you didn't realize that as a business owner, you become the salesperson too. Yeah. And so, you know, that, like you said, so many people don't know what they want because think about it, like what we were talking about earlier, like, there's this this cycle of life of what's normal for people. They get out of high school. They don't fucking know anything about college. But their grandparents and their parents are hounding them that they have to go. They go to college. They get a hundred thousand dollars in debt for some degree that pays fifty grand a year. And then they, they while they're getting that degree, they find the love of their lives. They want to get married. They have the typical wedding that costs fucking fifty grand. Now they're a hundred and fifty grand into debt. They go, oh well, this old beater high school vehicle I have ain't gonna cut it no more. They go fucking another fifty grand into debt collectively. So now they're married. And you know, if the other person brings in debt, you you could easily be saddled up to two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars worth of debt right out of high school or right out of college, rather. And you're making fucking fifty to seventy five grand a year. And then they buy the typical American house for what used to be three hundred thousand, but yeah, you know now it's four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> now it's four hundred or five hundred thousand. They buy a modest what would be cons- what I would and you would consider a modest home. Mm-hmm. And now they're fucking you know let's call it just comfortably five hundred thousand dollars in debt. And they're so focused on their career and then to do anything that they love because they now all of a sudden they realize they hate their fucking job that they went because they were just trying to make their parents happy. They're $500,000 in debt. They're miserable. And this fucking tree just bothers the piss out of them. And they call some redneck up who just is like, yeah, when I was 20 fucking five, I started a tree company and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And you show up with a fucking house of equipment. House on wheels. Yeah, and you tell them it's $2,500 and they're already up to their tits and fucking credit card debt to just enjoy their miserable lives. You know what I mean? Like, all that shit adds up. And then they're just sitting there and they're like, oh, and now the shade's gone. Yeah. <laughs> my one piece of happiness was sitting in that fucking hammock yeah, and now my and shade's now gone. gone. Yeah, and you have to be a salesperson and be like, you know, I, you guys don't think about tree stuff at all mm-hmm. until you call me and you go, I want this tree gone. And in your mind, all you want is that tree gone. I have to explain all of the things that I know about. Mm-hmm. And it's just different. So That's you're like an expert. A, you're an expert. And to them, they're they're so just funny. like, this tree's in my way. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny, too, because like I started the company. Oh, hell, I'm old now. Uh, I'm t- t- just turned 27. So, um 
I think I started the company five or six years ago, maybe seven years ago. What What made you start the company? Bro, honestly, I was in a very bad place. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and as a, and you get this because you're a, <clears throat> you're a man. Um, as young men, we don't really get value until we're almost thirty years old, and so it, it's a true value, like true, like I can do whatever I want. You really, most adult males really don't get to that point until they're in their late twenties, early thirties. At the soonest. At the at the earliest, yeah. That, well, that's what I'm saying. If it, you hit it in your mid twenties, you're ab fucking normal. I mean, and so I. I hit 21 and I was like, okay, cool. I can drink. You know, that's how every young adult male, 21 years old. So then 23 came around. Sorry, my bad. You're good, brother. I, I'm I just moving a little bit closer. Yeah, you're, you're good, good. Sorry. I moved it because I could hear myself breathing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I noticed I breathed down yeah. instead of into the mic. Um, at uh, 23, I was like, okay, you're doing nothing. Like you're doing the same thing you've been doing since you were 18. And that's a really hard thing. Like that's a, that's something that like, if you're a young adult man and you've ever had that talk with yourself in the mirror, you know, it's a bad place to be. I was like, I got to do something. And, um, I started working with a couple of other people. Then one of my friends, I like to say that I worked with several very good business owners and I worked with several very not so great business owners. I don't want to say bad, but not so great. I don't agree with their style. So I started working for those people and I worked for the bad the worst people, the not so great people first. Found out the not so great way to do things. Mm -hmm. And then I started working for the better people and found out some better ways. And so that kind of led into me being like, well I can do this. Like this is something as I said previously I did do a year of college, didn't do me any good, but mm -hmm. <laughs> so I thought like, okay, you know, obviously I can file for an LLC and we can do this and blah, 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 blah and insurance. And I had a uh, Polaris Razor 1000. Um, side by side. A side by side. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, actually six years ago, it popped up on my uh, memories this morning. Um, I sold it and basically took everything that I had. And was like, okay, we're going to do this. And I think my grandma bought me my first chainsaw. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. just little stuff like that. And back then it doesn't, it didn't seem like anything crazy, but it turned into something much larger. Uh, we started, I started doing things on my own because I was tired of seeing people take advantage of people and do things to what I would say were wrong. Right. So like, if you go in and you know that you can charge someone less, but you charge them more for no reason, I think that it's a little bit wrong. <sighs> Am I saying that some people like the job itself isn't the only thing that goes into it, right? So like you do the job and the homeowner is really, really hard to deal with. You obviously charge more for it, mm -hmm. but if it's an easy job, and you're charging more for it and you you're doing it because you know that they're going to pay it. they're going to pay it and it has to happen you're just taking advantage of people mm -hmm. and like that's what I was trying to get away from and that's why I started the company in itself and that's always kind of been my thing is like I would like to help people as much as possible because trees are dangerous they're when they fall they're bad they they cause havoc and hell really mm -hmm. so um that's kind of why I started 
was just like, I didn't want to work for anybody else. And I saw a lot of business owners taking advantage of people, especially in the tree care industry. And you were like, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. If they can do it, I can do it. That's always kind of been my thing. My grandpa is a very smart uh, man. He owned and operated several McDonald's. I'm not sure uh, how many, but he owned and operated several McDonald's and kind of just he kind of planted a seed in my mind was because he didn't go to college either. He started out as a fry cook, mm-hmm. but that was back then when you could do that. Right. And so, I mean, I'm sure you, I don't want to say back then when you could do it. I'm sure you could still do it now. It's, it's more just, normalized now. Yeah, it was not a normal thing back then. It was not a normal thing back then. Um, and he kind of, I called him one day and was like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And he was like, well, the only thing you could do is just do it. The only thing you can do, like you're either gonna, you're going to sit there and you're going to think about it and you're going to think yourself out of doing it. Yeah. Or, you're going to sit there and you're going to be doing the same thing that you've been fucking doing and you're not going to have anything to show for it. And that kind of stuck with me a little bit. And then it's funny. I think, uh, my business method, you mentioned that most people don't really catch traction until at early, at earliest their thirties, if they're lucky. Mm -hmm. Everyone always told me from the very beginning, it's going to take you 10 years. It's going to take you 10 years. It's going to take you 10, 15 years to build up a clientele. It's going to, you know, you're going to, the first five to 10 years are hell. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, it's taking you guys 10 years to do it. Well, I'm going to do it in five. And everyone always laughed at me, but there's a great saying. I think I want, Oh God, I'm going to mess it up. I think it was said by Elon Musk. If you just accept that it's going to take you 10 years, it'll take you 10 years. But if you try to do it in five, you're going to fail. But you're gonna be way farther along than the motherfucker that's yeah. accepted that it was gonna take ten years. Yep. So that's kind of, and that might be that might sound crazy to some people, but I've failed so many times. But every every failure has always been like, well, we're farther along than right. You're pushing a pace that is not sustainable for a reason because you're yeah. trying to get further. It's like that was an Elon Musk quote, and and basically what he was saying is like, if you give yourself you know, eight hours to clean your house. It'll take you eight hours to clean your house. If you give yourself an hour, it's going to get done in a fucking hour. You might not be, you might be 80% of the way there in that hour, (laughs) but you're fucking farther than you would have been if you gave yourself eight or eight hours to do it. And that's always been my concept on it. It's like, what can I do in 12 months? Like when you get into that headspace of like, all right, I'm not worried about this 30 days. I'm worried about the next 30 days. So in February or in January, I'm worried about what the fuck we're doing in February. Once you get into that point where you're living in the future, things kind of start to be like, oh, you really have to budget. You really have to do this. You really have to do that to make it work. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I never thought being a business owner was going to be so hectic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got a couple gray hairs. hairs. I don't know if y'all can see it from that far away. but. (laughs) I got five or six gray hairs now in my beard, and uh, I blame them all on business. Yeah. Just stress. Yeah. Day-to-day bullshit. The first- You give a shit. I mean, you just give yeah. a shit more when you own it yourself. Yeah. We have more in it. The stake's higher. It's like, just, it's like buying a home versus renting a home. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you rent a house, you give less of a shit about it than if you own it. If you yeah. own it, you fucking take care of you it. You ain't pouring grease down the drain. Right. If you if you own it. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking accurate. You know, that's a the metaphor in and of itself. You know I'm what I mean? I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm, it's so funny too because I've seen so many kids on. You know, I don't have a TikTok because I'm 
I just never got sucked into it. Um, <laughs> Us rednecks are scared to get a TikTok because <laughs> it's from China. <laughs> Same bro. way, dude. I don't have a TikTok and I'm scared. To I, just, I just see everybody get so sucked into it. And it's funny because my, my girlfriend, she has like 40,000 people that follow her on TikTok. I'm like, how does that even happen? Like, I don't, and it's not like, don't get me wrong. I know how it happens. I understand the algorithms and blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm not <laughs> just some fucking hick. Okay. I understand how it happens. It's not what I'm, but like, 40,000 people follow you? 40,000 people care about what you got going on? I don't care about what more than 15 people got going on. (laughs) I got 15 people in my life that I'm like, okay, cool. Fifteen's a stretch, too. Stretch, I'm telling you. I'm being real nice right (laughs) now. I'm I'm over in the numbers right now. Because really, I could name off like five. That like, what they do day-to-day matters to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. so... And five is, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah. I feel like as a, <laughs> this is funny. I feel like when you're given more in life that you're responsible for more, right? 100%. So like me being in the place that I'm at, um, I feel as if it's my responsibility because I'm here to try to bring other people to that spot or to try to make sure that they're good or yep. to try to, you know, just be there. Cause I mean, in guys, we really don't have a lot of people to talk to. So like, bro, I was going through it the other day. My main employee, um, like messed up his knee. I couldn't find anybody to work for me, and I had to do these tree jobs. Like I was broke. I mean, not broke, but I just was dipping into savings, and I don't like doing that. And so I was doing them by myself. I removed like fifteen trees alone in a week. And uh, one of my friends, we're actually going to his birthday dinner later on tonight. Um, he called me after work. It was like two o'clock, and he said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm up in the bucket truck right now," and I couple other terms <laughs> I, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was cussing and yelling and uh he was like all right i'm gonna pull up on you i got your location and i was like no nah, it's fine i'm just gonna go home and he was like no nah, just stay there until i get there i'm gonna pull up on you and i was like okay and i didn't know how much it mattered at the time but i was ready to quit and that's not it doesn't happen very often right like right. but every now and then it kind of gets everything just kind of gets to you and you're like fuck it i'm going home i want to tree i like, want to go lay this. in my bed i'm by myself this is dangerous as fuck there's no reason why i should be here alone like and so he's like no I'll just stay there i'll pull up on you and so he you know 30 minutes later well i told myself when we hung up the phone i'm gonna do everything i can until he gets here and once he gets here i'm leaving we can sit here and bullshit whatever well he got there and he was like so you're gonna finish this tree or what He's like, I know you can finish a tree. And that is just like, and I did, I, I finished cutting it down, but that's the importance of having, you know, other strong men or other strong willed men around you because I didn't know it mattered, but him coming over there and being like, just do whatever, like, you know, just stay there until I get there. kind of made me be like, all right, cool. Yeah. I'm not alone in this. And I was able to kind of like get out of my own headspace and get into that, like figure it out. And then, it's very, it's very odd yeah. being a business owner because you feel alone so much. And then some people come through for you like he did. And it means so much. And, like, he knows it. Um, or at least I think he knows it. Um, right. But uh, that, it means if you have a business owner friend and you feel like they're stressed, just call them one day. <laughs> call them one day and be like, hey, bro, you want to get a beer? Like, bro. hey, I'll come over and hang out with you. Yeah. Like, I know you're probably busy right now, but, like, I'll come over. And, like, me and my friend Jake – we both own businesses, so a lot of times there's no time for, like, fun or, you know, during season we're hot and heavy all mm-hmm. day long, every day. And uh, a lot of times I'll just pull up over there with my machine, and he's got one similar, 
and we don't really do anything but just sit there and wash. I'll wash my machine. He'll wash his machine. We'll bullshit talk. Yeah. You're just, you're just both trying to go for the same thing, and, and yeah. it's helpful to be around that same energy. Like, um, uh, what I've noticed since starting to do the podcast, because my life is fucking busy. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like if I get 20 minutes to just sit and do nothing, that, that's a lot of time. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm so busy with all of the things that I do. Um, like a lot of times I'll tell myself I'm going to do something new. And my wife is like, you don't have time as it is. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Uh, I don't know, man. Like being around people who are, um, like taking care of their own shit. Like there, there's so many people going back to that normal situation. They're just so inundated with their own life that it's hard for them to pour into other people because yeah. they're so, like they they haven't mastered themselves yet. Mm-hmm. I, there's a I read a lot, so one of the things I'm trying to do this year is is read more, because okay. um, I think that's what successful people do. 100%. And I think that that if people who are successful write a book, it's because they know they're going to sell copies of it, and they go, I will give you this information, quote unquote, for free if you buy the book, kind yeah, of thing. Eight ninety nine, it's yours, right? Exactly, forever, exactly. You can give it to your kids, exactly. So. Um, so I read a lot of of books on like you know investments, successful people in general. I just like reading about like the one of the next books I want to read is about the guy who founded Walmart. I'm yeah, I, I feel like this motherfucker knows some shit. Oh, you know absolutely. what I mean? Um, but like just being around that kind of shit and reading reading about it, I, I've I feel like I'm like wow, these people like they did they handled they managed a small amount of their life so well that it became bigger and bigger and bigger, and um, like you know I didn't I grew up. I guess a little religious, but yeah, like one same. of the one of the things that that I like talking about the Bible, it's like uh, you know to those that can manage to to what is it? What's the phrase like? Uh, to those who have little, or, or to those who have nothing, more will be taken, and to those who have a lot, more will be given, or something something mm-hmm. along the lines. But basically, what I get at with that is like, if you can't manage a little bit of money, why should you expect <laughs> to manage a lot of money? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. People to don't me, understand that though. I, I started operating my personal finances. Like uh, I listen to Dave Ramsey. One of the things he mm-hmm. talks about, is he's like, you should run your personal finance like it's a business, and you're you're the fucking accounting department for them going we need to fucking this is important and i've just started running my own personal shit like a finance and when i i notice the more i focus on making myself better mm-hmm. the more it's poured out to other people absolutely and so like too many people they do the opposite effect they worry about themselves second and they mm-hmm. try to help others and it ends up being detrimental to their self to this to their own success because next thing you know their their own home is falling apart and He's like, how can you help other people when you when you don't have the credibility to do that? One of the reasons why I decided to um, try to lose weight uh, was because of that. How can I lead people and not be the best version of myself? And you can't. And like, you can say whatever you want to, but as men, if you look upon another man and he's fat and sloppy and his clothes don't fit and his belly's hanging out of the bottom of a fucking three XL T shirt, it's like, bro. Get out of my face. Right. But if you look at another man, you're like, oh. And we were bigger guys. Yeah, you, you found that you found the mark. Now you're good. Oh, we, we were bigger guys. We were bigger guys in high school. Um, I mean, I was 300 pounds in high school. I was, I was 285. I was, yeah, I was big. Yeah. And, um, but I've always been, you know, I'm almost six. I'm almost 6'3", or right at 6'3". So, like, mm-hmm. I've always been taller, but then I carry the weight well. But if you're fat and sloppy, how do you expect to lead people? And they truly respect you. It just doesn't work. And that was kind of, 
it's funny because you mentioned Dave Ramsey. I disagree with so many things that he says, but he's in a different world than me, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I'm sure that when you're managing tens of millions of dollars, <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. But Dave Ramsey, one of his favorite things is no debt. Mm-hmm. Don't take on debt. Da, 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 da. Well, that probably worked back in the f- 70s. <laughs> and it, don't get me wrong. It depends. It, it just depends on which angle you're looking at it he, from. Uh, he, one of his favorite things to say is that the guy that is on the job site with the cheapest truck, like the guy with the 2006 Silverado is making more money than the guy with the 2022 mm-hmm. F-350. Yes and no. You're right. Is he making more? Yes. But does he have more? Probably not. Depends. Is he... You can't, I mean, it, it, in, in the specific industry, like the construction industry, the guy that's driving the 06 Silverado is probably a laborer. Probably. I don't want to say that it's a hundred percent thing because I know plenty of people that, that are worth millions of dollars that drive mm-hmm. old vehicles and they just do it. But also the guy that pulled up in a brand new truck he probably didn't even pay for that truck. It was probably a tax write-off. He mm-hmm. probably didn't want it. Well, like, <laughs> in the construction industry, it's different too because you're just, I mean, if, if for instance, if you took like my truck compared to yours, like I drive a 2001 Chevy, right? And you have a 2022, you know, F-350. F-350 yeah. yeah. Like clearly my truck's way cheaper than yours, mm-hmm. but it's also like, you know, if I'm putting mine through the same pressure that yours is going through, like it's going to constantly be in and out of the shop. So yep. that's something you have to factor in. Yep. Downtime. Um, but what Dave Ramsey's talking about is separate of a business though, especially construction because construction yeah. is like, if you don't have the newest equipment, you're not even competitive. Now um, he's talking about more like the average individual. Like yep. I've been talking about. Well, listen, I, I, I think, agree and disagree. I think personally, Everyone like like that's why I have a 2001 Chevy yeah. is because I'm not I refuse to get a truck payment. Mm-hmm. If my truck payment is 700 bucks a month and mm-hmm. it doesn't make me 2100 dollars a month, Absolutely. why the fuck do I have it? For anyone that uh, is wondering, I drove a paid off vehicle until last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not just I don't just have brand new vehicles. And you have an F350 though because like you we have to pull trailers. a trailer, yeah, twenty thousand pounds every day. Exactly, minimum. Yeah, exactly. With the skid steer and the flatbed that you put it on, I'm sure it's fucking what. 20,000? It's 20,000 bare skid and trailer. Yeah, my truck wouldn't even touch that. I say the skid with the attachments is right at, I call it 15K. It's less than 15K, but I like to round up just to be safe. Trailer's about 5,000 pounds. It's a little bit less, but we'll call it 20,000 pounds every single day. So that's why. Yeah. You're 100%. Like I said, I agree with a lot of the things that he says. You're looking at it from a business from perspective. A, from a different aspect. So, like, he's talking to the average individual, and I would like to think that I'm, like... He's talking to W-2 employees. Yep. You're not a W-2. No. You're a, you're a, I own my own business. Yeah. I have to fucking... And, like, could you do the same job you do with cheaper equipment? Yes. But there's oh, going to be... Yeah. The, sh- the additional stress might not be worth doing it. And and yeah. I, I haven't read D- Dave Ramsey's business principles, but just talking about personal finance, I think personal finance wise, most people would be in a better position. And that's that's oh, coming absolutely. from working in the financial field, like mm-hmm. just seeing people. Like the the closer people live to his like principles, the better. Yeah. But when you start getting into I, you know, am leveraging the debt for this business because yes, my interest rate on this truck is five percent, mm-hmm. but I'm making X Y Z dollars doing yeah. it. 
So it's a little bit different, especially in construction and land clearing shit like I that. I mean, what it really just boils down to exactly what you said. If you're paying $700 for a truck and you're not making $2,100 a month off of it, why the fuck do you have it? At least $2,100. Yeah, why the fuck do you have it? Exactly. And so, like, for me, that truck is the truck that I run quotes in. It's the, it's the tow truck. It is the go-and-get-parts truck. It is everything. So, I mean, last year I put, I want to say, like, 39,000 miles on it. And we're a small business. It's not like we're, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? We're not, we're not Reapa or yeah, anything yeah. like and that. And this isn't like a Toyota Camry. This is a fucking, yeah, you know, it's a, a diesel yeah. truck, you know, dually. Yeah. Six, yeah. seven power stroke, yeah. F-350 dually, tow pack. It's got airbag or it's got bags in the rear for mm-hmm. heavy duty towing. Like, I mean, it, it does. It it's does. meant to put in fucking work. It's yeah. It's meant to get 10 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Tow 32,000 yep. pounds every day. Like, yep. um, but yeah, I, I think that, I think that a lot of people, uh, What's his name? Someone who's recently caught social media traction, uh, the Justin Waller guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's red on. He's like the steel company guy. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. I would love to meet him. Love to have a conversation with him. He uh, he's intense. He reminds me of what I would like to be like. You know what I mean? Like he, a lot of the things that he says and the way that he carries himself and like the whole like there. Don't get me wrong. Every one of these people say things and they're a little eccentric every now and then. They all, that's also social media trying to highlight the negative aspects. Yeah, I agree. But Justin Waller is such a down home hillbilly growing up, played football. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and then he made something out of nothing and. It's funny because I watched him. He was like, everybody gets mad at me because I like my jeans are so tight. My legs are just big. And like for me, that really stuck with me because that's my problem in life, bro. Like I don't like if you look at me in a pair of Wranglers, you're like, why is he wearing skinny jeans? It's not, bro. These are 38, 34s. These are are just – those are just my thighs and my calves. Like, (laughs) Yeah. 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 uh, I I love – I love the uh, some of the interviews Justin Waller does because they'll be asking him questions and they'll be like, "Why are you fucking worried about that?" Yeah, like when's yeah. it like why out of you, everything you could ask me? Why are we yeah. talking about? Why are you worried yeah. about like? It's just some bullshit thing, and they're like, "Oh, how will I manage to have an employee?" He's like, "Well, do you need employees yet?" No. All right. Well, then what the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. Like, why are you even? Have you uh, so one of the 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 one of the podcasts I do now is like the book club podcast where yeah. it's Juan and Adrian uh, and I reading a book every month, right? Yeah. So I told you I wanted to read more. The last book we read was called The Four Hour Work Week. Mm-hmm. Bro, great, great fucking book, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things he talks about is like eighty percent of your results come from like twenty percent of your time. Yep. And I'm like, you know, it, when you start thinking about it like that, you're like, what what am I doing that is just a time suck right now? Mm-hmm. When you start thinking like that, like. It's changed what I focus my energy on. Yep. And absolutely, bro, it's fucking. It, 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 when you think about it like that point, you're like, what is? Because you know that also adversity. That means eighty percent of my time is being used by shit that only gets me twenty percent of the results. And like I think about, um, like I've been really focused on efficiency with getting with doing things. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things I consider is like, you know, uh, when it comes to being efficient, I'm like. You know, is this going to do, like, am I making the best use of my time when I do something? Like, when I make mm-hmm. clips for the podcast, like, um, I try and, like, I've started doing, for instance, I used to make one clip at a time, mm-hmm. start to finish, until this clip is done, I don't move to the next one. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking, I'm like, that's, like, you think about what Henry Ford did. Henry Ford didn't make the the first vehicle ever. Mm-hmm. He was the one who implemented, um, uh, the, like the uh, conveyor belt system, or yeah. whatever. What he, revolution, he revolutionized the process for of manufacturing. Yeah. So now I batch everything. Where mm-hmm. I'll do 
nine clips at one time, mm-hmm. but I do the same thing to each individual clip until it's all done on all nine. Then I go back to the first one and move to the next step. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I've made it easier to start shit. And, and I don't know, bro, it's been the easiest. It's been like a huge difference. Like it used to take me a week to make five clips. Mm-hmm. Now it takes me three days to make nine. Yeah. Like, if the clips are fucking where I'm getting a lot of my views from, like mm-hmm. now I've just made it to where I can make even more, like my like my production is higher. Mm-hmm. So like having a bigger production and, and doing more shit like that, I don't know. It's it's I don't know. I've just started thinking how can I be more efficient in everything that I do. That is something that I have had to um, wrestle with so heavily as a business owner is like, what are we doing? Why isn't it going as fast as it? Why is it going slower? Why is it going faster? What's happening? That's one of the reasons why I bought a bucket truck instead of using a climber. It's like, okay, this tree can either take all day or we can do two of these in a day. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't necessarily always have two of them to do in a day. But if we can be off by 1 p.m. instead of being here until 5.30, yep. that makes a world of difference. Yeah, especially so, if you're paying your people hourly. Yeah, well, they get paid per the day. I pay everybody daily. So well, but I'm saying, but if you were, yeah, if, if they, they were, were to make, if they, yeah, they're making 22 an hour, and you know we only work four instead of eight. I mean, bro, you're, you're saving your money. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're saving saving them time. They could technically have another job. They could go. Know? Yeah, they could. They could have another job. They could go home. They could come and do something else for me. They could go do their own thing. I've just learned as we got older how much time is a fucking commodity. Yeah. What uh, the years are peeling back so fast. I mean, just it's like it's like the that little like animation of a book when the wind hits it. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just, bro. I gotta piss so bad. I can't even <laughs> fucking hear you right now. I'll be right back. You gotta pee? You good? I'm good. All right, cool. There's a bathroom right here if you need it. Alright. Oh, For anyone that doesn't know, there was uh, this much tequila in these cups. Ryan's a uh, madman. Sorry, bro. I was literally, my sides started to hurt. I was holding that one in for a fucking minute, bro. <laughs> You're good. The more I tried to wait, too, because I hate killing the flow of the conversation. The more I wait, I was, <laughs> my sides were hurting. My fucking, I had to piss so bad. Um, all right. So, where were we at? Time is a commodity. Yes, time is a commodity. Learning how to, learning how to figure out uh, time. Sorry, hold on. You're good, brother. You're good, brother. You sound like Kamala Harris for a second, brother. You heard that speech where she's like, there's something about the passage of time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Great. You're like, 
you left and I was I was like, for anybody that doesn't know, there's this much tequila in these cups. Yeah, it, was, it was a hot it was a hot amount. Dude, I, I I'm pretty warm right now. Oh brother. Well, that's like I've done I've done pulled my shirt out three or four times. Yeah. Thought I was gonna start sweating there for a second. My body was like, Oh, we're doing this this early in the morning? All right. It's breakfast, motherfucker. <laughs> I haven't eaten a single thing, just tequila and ginger beer on That's my stomach. That's all I've had today, too. Yeah, 100%. That shit hit like a freight train. Hooey. Um, yeah, that's why I started dropping last names for anybody that's here. <laughs> Two shots of tequila in. Shout every, out, Cade. Every, uh, shout out, Cade. Cade. <laughs> it's so funny because um, uh, Cade is a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. Cade's actually a... Um, I'll tell you later, but he's a baby. He's he's born on a specific day that we always make fun of him because it's hilarious. Um, yeah, fuck it. He's a Valentine's Day baby. Fucking Cupid. Okay, <laughs> but so we always make fun of him. We always like laugh and joke. And he lives right over in between us. Mm-hmm. Over um, uh, like, don't don't say where he lives. No, I, yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say over by my house. Okay. Um, and uh, he, uh, we always joke and laugh because we live right next to each other, but we never get to see each other because of how busy we are. And it's like, how did we become adults so Bro. fast? Like how are, the, the name of the pod is so, so perfect. Great. Yeah. yeah. It's so perfect. Like yeah. how the, how did we get here? How did this happen? Like yeah. how have we been working for almost 10 years at like towards a specific goal? It's wild to think about. Yeah. I, I think about it too. Cause like I've had this podcast for, I think this year's the third year, which mm-hmm. just in, when I say that it doesn't feel right. Like I'm yeah. like, other oh, math is wrong, but it, it's pretty fucking correct. And, uh, and I think about that and I'm like, yo, that's fucking wild. And then like, I'm like, the reason I named the podcast what I did, I went for a run once and I literally was like running around. I was like, geez, I can't believe I'm fucking grown up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, like I pay taxes. Like I do all this shit and I'm like, how does it, I feel like I fucking, I could I'd go back to high school and I'd fit right in. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, or college or college. Right, you know what I mean? Like, way. I feel like I could walk on a college campus and like, as long as I have a haircut and I don't look raggedy like I do right now. Right. I'm I like. Feel- yeah. I feel like I could walk on him. Just that's where I should be, bro. I, so I literally felt like I felt imposter syndrome. You remember what we were talking about outside, and I was like, we should talk about this inside. COVID took like four years of our adolescent lives, or and, yeah, as a young adults. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah, young adult, whatever, whatever yeah, you call it, adolescent. Yeah. My bad, but um, they, you know, I say four. Really, the first two years were like lockdown. Yeah. The first year, I mean, you just you were scared to be around your friends. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't have done this. We could I have. did. That's when I started it. Well, it was I mean, that's when I think mm-hmm. I started the business a year before that, uh, 2019. So Shit, I guess it was 2020 when I started the podcast. It's been four years. Fuck. Yeah, bro. It's crazy to think about. Because I started the business in 2019. It's 2024. That's five years. And then we were doing business before that illegally with no insurance for a year. So, like, it's just... It's crazy. Like you said, it's crazy we're adults. The progression, bro. One day that we we woke up, graduated high school, and they were like, here you go. Yeah, you're, yeah, fucking figure Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, literally, (laughs) literally, go to college. We didn't teach you a fucking thing, and you can't have anything that you actually want. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Oh, my fucking goodness. (laughs) A squared, B squared. We were talking about that the other day. I was like, you know, I feel like the only thing that I really use, and very rarely, is geometry cutting down trees and angles and falling and you know what i never saw in fucking high school a fucking tape measure you know how fucking often i use a tape measure what you know how many times i have to buy the fucking tape measure that has the little things that counts it out for you because people don't know what they are (laughs) well that's because you were in boom boom classes but whatever i know it but the people that work for me are just like bro uh, one in one two three little lines yeah bro (laughs) 
Bro. Not the big one, not the middle one, yeah, the little the one. The little so lines. Like, five of them. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me down there, Pablo? Bro, the <laughs> amount of adults that think 10 inches is a foot is retarded, oh, bro. bro. These are... I, so, my, my buddy, you know him... Um, he literally works in a business that requires exact measurements, yeah. and he's had to teach people oh, yeah. how many inches are in a foot. Because you'd be like, "This is a thirteen foot piece of pipe," and they look at the pipe and like, "That's not thirteen feet." <laughs> <laughs> that looks a little off to me. They run a tape measure to it, and like, "That's really? not because you're about three and a half feet off." Bubba. Yeah, yeah, literally, <laughs> literally, you have to teach. You know, just imagine like if if you came over and I was like, "Okay, so here's how a fucking tape measure works." Yeah, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, that might be one of the most useful tools mm-hmm. to this fucking country is a tape measure. Bro, you have no idea how many kids have walked up onto the job site day one. After telling me, and like, bro, you don't have to lie to me. Just tell me what's up because I'm I'm cool. I'm a cool boss. I really am. You know what I'm saying? Just you don't have to bullshit me. If you don't, if you can look me in my eyes and go, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Bro, and I'm gonna honest. go, okay, be cool. Honest. I'll explain it to you because right. I'm that, that's what we're here for. You have no idea how many kids have walked onto my job site day one. I've told them, hey, put a new chain on that saw and walked away. And then they hand me the saw and it's on backwards. If it even has a blade on it. If if they can even figure out how to get it off, right? And it's just so funny to me because, like, I've always known, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that I've never put a chain on backwards. I've I've been rushed a few times and looked at it and been like, Cole, you're an absolute idiot. (laughs) Like, oh, my God, just slow down and breathe. But if you don't know, just ask. (laughs) <laughs> like i just feel like high school measure thing yeah high school it's high a school, bunch of bullshit bro the only i learned more in ag class than i did in every other class and i mean don't get me wrong the basics math multiplication blah blah blah, blah, blah. bro it almost feels designed though oh all, the, all those shit is. in high school because like like what was it it's john designed, d rockefeller fail. well john d rockefeller wanted to make factory workers mm-hmm. and that's what's designed for. i mean that's why the whole that's what i read is why the bell system is there yep. and that's why they teach you a bunch of shit and they like the way i look at it is there's there's two parts of every adult's life right there is their personal life and then there's their work life and most of the time like i everybody's work life varies so much. Like what you do for work and what I do for work are completely fucking different. Mm-hmm. In, in in many ways, you're, yeah. you know, like you run a fucking, I go out and stand in a bucket truck and saw logs and I yeah. work in finance, right? It's completely fucking <laughs> yeah. different. Um, and the, uh, and have a podcast. I mean, that's fucking weird, right? Comparatively. But in high school, none of the things that I learned in high school translated into those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you taught yourself all this. <laughs> I've always, I've told my uncle, my uncle was a, was a principal and I told him, I was like, I think that the problem with with school is they're trying to focus on going, oh, are you going to be a chemist or a fucking da-da-da-da-da? And it's like, why don't we stop focusing on we're going to teach all these kids a bunch of shit that they might need if they go to college. Why don't we just focus on making them better adults? Let's yeah. teach them how to fucking cook, how to clean, how to fucking change their brakes. Taxes. How to change their brakes on their fucking oh, vehicle. Bro. Just a general maintenance on their vehicle. Let's teach them taxes. Let's teach, Plumbing. Like, just teach them how to be a fucking good adult. How to cook. Bro. Like culinary, culinary, I don't care what anybody has to say. One year of culinary should be mandatory. 
bro how to use a knife how to not cut yourself how to understand like okay a little bit of salt a little bit of pepper how to cook fucking chicken bro with how much chicken we fucking eat as a country why is that not a major thing bro you know what's so funny is i absolutely hate chicken despise it with everything that i have like don't really i love like eggs cool with it but like chicken breast and like i would rather eat chicken thighs than chicken breast right oh no i can't do that i'm the opposite way really yeah like chicken breast more i just i think that i would rather just eat red meat I'd rather, just, I'd rather just eat ground sirloin or yep. ground beef or whatever it may be, something like that. I feel like the – and that's so funny because my family owned a chicken farm for the longest. <laughs> so, like, we – my family used to sell the chickens to Tyson. Yeah. So the little – whatever, the little, like, soups and Campbell's yeah. and all that stuff, you would get yeah. – the chicken that was in there would come from some of our farms. Yeah. Very cool. interesting. No, not cool. Terrible. Well, absolutely. now it is. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, factory farming <laughs> and shit, yeah. Horribly. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The good thing about places like Campbell's is they truly do their best to buy, f- like, small farm-raised chickens. They're not, it's like – It's changed a lot since. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They uh, disgusting. There's a couple of that's that's one of the reasons why I fucking hate chicken is because I've been around it for so long. They're disgusting. They're fucking yeah. (laughs) The only people who eat chicken on a regular basis, like one of the things, my wife wants chickens, and I told her I said unless you can turn it upside down and cut its head off, I don't want chickens. Yeah, I was like, because that's I was like, you might have to do that, Mm -hmm. and if you're not willing to do that, like. That's the problem. I feel like that's got to be a prerequisite. Chickens stop laying eggs after so many years. So, like, after, like, especially if it's, like, a farming thing, for the normal everyday person, you probably get, you know, three years out of a good chicken for laying mm-hmm. maybe five. But after a while, you either got to kill it or you got to eat it because it's just... Well, gonna, in order to eat it, you got to kill it. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. you either got to kill it and bury it because you're, you yeah. know, it's your pet or you got to kill it and eat it because it's, you got to replace it so that way you can have eggs or you're right. just going to keep on feeding Or you have this chicken. fucking freeloader over here. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It becomes a pet after it no longer produces eggs. After I got into like you know, the, the thing about school is so correct though. They teach you absolutely nothing. They don't teach you how to diet. They don't teach you how to what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat. They don't teach you how to cook. They don't teach no changing your car tire. Could you imagine if we weren't just redneck? Like if we weren't if we didn't just grow up in a time where our families were like, no, we gotta figure this out. Yeah. Bro, if I blew a tire on the side of the road, how would I change it? Call AAA. You call AAA. Yeah, <laughs> you, pay, you pay for a re- you pay for a service of a redneck. Yeah, you know what like, I mean, like, it's crazy. I um I, I keep thinking about high school, and I'm like, you know, like if you taught people how to do this, that would definitely affect business in a certain way. But like, it, think about if your home life was so great because you knew how to do all these things mm-hmm. like going back to like when you focus on yourself it helps others yeah, you can't pour in another bucket if your bucket's empty exactly yeah. you can't pour out well, of an empty pitcher well, that's like the the thing with the airlines they yeah. tell you if we get into a situation you put your air mask on first because you two people incapacitated is not going to help anybody right you have to help yourself so that way you're good before you help others before you help others so i just i think that if you could make it to where the individual household is good Mm -hmm. then you could like if i'm not worried about my shit at home i can focus on work i can focus on finding what i want to do you know what i mean it's just there's so many people who they can't they they hate their fucking job but that's their only source of income and they can't Mm -hmm. figure it out i mean the rat race is real people are stuck in a tradition like oh the rat race I just, I've gotten to the point where, you know, I, I have, I, it's the weirdest conversation when I tell people that I don't want to retire. 
because I tell them I don't want to retire, yeah. but I want to have the ability to retire. It's completely, it's a different fucking like mind shift. Because mm-hmm. like my parents, I'm sure your parents are the same way. They grew up, but they're just like, one day I'll be able to just quit. Yes, yeah, 70 just years old, I'll be able to live off my 401k. Uh, just retire and sail off into the sunset. And you watch those people die shortly after they retire, and it's crazy. Or they go broke or, or whatever, or they just go, oh shit, I can't live the way I wanted to. So I've just, to me, I've always said that some of my favorite people and how they live their lives is they fucking ran a business until they fucking died. Yeah. And then they died two weeks. Like they stopped working because they were in the hospital. Yeah. And that's just what they fucking did. That was their lives. But that's how you live to be old. You know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite things and an older, an older guy who owned a business told me this. He's like, you got 60 good rotations around this sun. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, yeah. you got sixty good ones, and because and and he told me, and I, it really changed. I was young when he said it to me. Funny enough, I think I thank God every day, or you know whatever you want, whatever deity you believe in. God, right. that's God. God is mine. But right, I thank God every day that I've failed and ran into these people, or failed and ran into these people that have been able to distill some type of knowledge. And the whole you have sixty good rotations around the sun, bro. That puts it into perspective for you, bro. Because I've already got 27 of them down. Yep. You're telling me (laughs) that I've only got like fucking 27, 23 more. (laughs) Bro, if you put your life into perspective of how much time you have, like, so my wife and I bought these calendars. They're called the the weeks of our lives calendar. Mm -hmm. So it breaks down your life into total amount of weeks you'll live. Mm. So it's this calendar, like it's got boxes so yeah. every box across it goes 52 boxes across mm-hmm. so every line represents fifth or one year 52 weeks one year mm-hmm. and you fill it out for how old you are and it stops at 100 if you live to be 100 which is fucking abnormal it's crazy and i fill in 26 27 years like you look at it how much is filled in and how much is left it's like i don't have much fucking time <laughs> it really puts i feel it in like the- i'm fucking young at 26 and i'm like i look at i look at that and i'm like there's two ways to look at it. I still have time to fuck up, mm-hmm. but it's like, but if I don't allow myself time to fail, if I don't allow myself the ability to fail, like, am I okay dying how I am now? Because if it's, if the answer is no, like, there's there's the to me, and not to get all fucking self help and shit, but there's like there's the me that's who I am right now, and then there's the me of who I want to be. Absolutely, those two things should not be far apart. Mm-mm. And if they're far apart, it's your own fucking fault. You're doing something wrong. 100%. I told me and a shout out, shout out the man that keeps me looking great, uh, Apex the Barber. Um, Likewise. We were both getting our haircuts on Monday. (laughs) Same day. So, (laughs) Uh, same day, same barber. If you haven't visited Fadeaway Barbershop in Plant City, it is the best of the best. Bro, same same kind of concept, though. Dude was cutting hair on his own and and started his own fucking business when he felt uncomfortable to do so. And, dude, they're fucking doing great. It's crazy because um, I did not know. He, I didn't know he cut hair and I've known, we've all grown up together mm-hmm. and, um, my old barber stopped cutting hair to do something else. And I didn't have a haircut for like three months. And I finally was like, I got to find somebody. And I, yeah. I followed him on Instagram. I've always followed, we've always followed each other. We on went Instagram. to elementary, middle and high school together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've known each other for, for since everyone. we were literally six. Yeah. Um, and one day I messaged him and was like, Hey, you know, I need a haircut. What's up? And I went in there and he's probably the best barber I've ever had. Oh I mean, yeah. It, 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 you know. At every turn, he uh, he's definitely does some of the best work, and I've seen him do better 
best, some of the best work on other people, not just myself. And it takes a lot to make me look good. So <laughs> <laughs> shout out my homeboy. <laughs> Dude, I, I've, his mom, he was at his mom's house mm-hmm. cutting and like cutting my hair. Like he started in, in his driveway and then mm-hmm. eventually built like this little like off the side shop thing. And he's been cutting my hair there for, I mean, not there, but like that was like 10 years ago yeah. when I started getting my hair cut from him. And I've just never changed. Like I've been yeah. at all of the places he's ever cut hair. I, I probably he'll probably cut my hair on my wedding day. Oh, he, I'll be realistic. He my hair was cut by him, not my say, the day I'll, of my wedding, but a week before. I was gonna say I will hire him to cut my hair and every groomsman that I have. Like, dude, I will, he, he's gonna be at the wedding, and he will be, I, yeah, a well, well welcomed guest. Bro, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot shout him out in his barbershop hardcore enough. There, it's a great place. It's not one of those barbershops you walk into and you're like. Like it feels like someone just slapped it together. It feels like every individual part of that barbershop when you walk in that someone has given a shit about. Yeah, he's proud. Yeah. Him and A B are so proud of what they've and they should be. Shout out. Bro, it's I'm talking about you should be. Top of the line. I go in there and I feel like the reason why I brought him up is because we had a conversation maybe, I don't know, eight months ago. And um it was about being better. Being one percent better every day. Yeah. And I broke down the numbers because a lot of people don't understand numbers, right? If you strive to be 1% better every day, that means that at the end of the year, you will be 360% better than what you were at the beginning. And you don't have to achieve it every day because 360% is a crazy number to think about. But, bro, if you're better 1%, 100 days out of the year, you're going to be a whole different – you will be unrecognizable. Even if you you do half that, that's unfucking recognizable. I mean – like similar to like what you said, you were three hundred pounds in high school. Like yeah. I was two eighty five plus. Mm-hmm. I was a fucking lard ass. You know what I mean? Compared, <laughs> Bro, I compared, was a fat piece of shit. <laughs> compared to what I am now, you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. completely fucking different. And in in twenty nineteen, I fucking like it was like twenty yeah because it was twenty nineteen when I moved out. And when I moved out, I was like, I'm either gonna fucking figure this out or I'm gonna end up just like my fucking parents did. Yeah. And you know, I fucking thank God that Cody was Cody had just lost a bunch of weight then too, and he was mm-hmm. like, I'll show you how to do it, but you're gonna fucking listen to me. If you don't listen to me, and I don't have gonna, time for your and shit. You're gonna fucking hate it. Yeah. He was like, he's like, if you're not gonna listen to me, like, you come back to me when you're ready. Well, that was me. I lost 80 pounds in a year. Yep. But yeah. it was I lost. I do it at, so like when you're a big guy. For anybody who doesn't understand this. When you're big and you have more than 30 pounds of body fat to lose, you can't do it all at once or you get skin. You yeah. Like the flabby skin yeah. and like it's like loose and shit like that. And so Which I what, still have. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm 265 pounds or two. Uh, might be a little less as of this morning. Um, my sweet, my like sweet spot that I like to stay in is when I'm about 240 pounds, mm, give or take five pounds on each side. That's when I feel the best. That's when I feel like I look the best, when my clothes fit the best. Because I'm still a little, like, I still got, you know, a little bit of love handles and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I'm comfortable, and I feel like I look good. When I'm, right now, like, I'm cool because I know that I'm working and doing stuff like that. And, like, I'm not in the gym six days a week. To right. be 235 pounds at six foot three, you have to work out every day. Yeah. Like, it's just. If or you, you have to stop eating enough to where you're like satiated yeah you have to, i mean you have let's to eat very very let's be realistic here i fucking my diet consists of like i eat uh probably a pound of ground sirloin per day probably a half pound of chicken per day probably probably a pound of rice per day yeah. um 
And then that's just easily easily. Yeah. Oh, bro. That's me. Like that's three meals a day. I eat five. So protein shake is in there too. That's 50 grams of protein. I'm we're talking about 250 grams of protein per day. What, what, what hasn't changed about me. So I lost like 75 pounds. Right. And what people don't realize is that like my, I can still eat as much as I did when I was heavy. Yeah. It's just what I'm eating has changed and I still eat a lot of the same shit, but like, I mean, I do. I run now. I lift weights. I do jujitsu. Like I do all of these things where it's like, uh, like I can't allow that shit to creep back. Like mm-hmm. uh, I used to not be able to do fucking push-ups. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. Crazy. Bro. You know what yeah, I mean. Whenever you get to that point, it's so bad. I was, I've been there. Yeah. I went from like because like we worked out all the time, and I went from doing that to doing nothing, and then all of a sudden I was like, bro, I think I was probably thirty four percent body fat somewhere around there. I was it was definitely in the thirties. I'm like. Low twenties now, no. and so when you get to that point where you're like, I can't, bro. My biggest thing, <laughs> call me a fat ass if you want. Walking upstairs, you get to the top of one flight of stairs, and you're like, <sighs> yeah, and you're like, yo, I gotta do that six more times. Like, you, we moved David into his apartment, and it was on the second floor. We were both fat pieces of shit, <laughs> bro. We were dying. I'm talking about I was cut, drenched in sweat first 20 minutes, and like yeah. now it's so crazy to think about because now I literally go outside and work all day fucking long and be fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, yeah. it, it's crazy. Being that's that's something that I wish they would have taught us. <laughs> we could uh, we could start a seminar on things yeah. that they should have fucking taught us. Yeah, <laughs> but literally eating eating for diff for your body size for your body. Uh, for what your like body size composition is or composition or whatever. Yeah. For when, cause like to be real with you, like bro, people like me and you and Cody is a great example too. Cody is in such good shape, but that's because he watches what he eats. And it's mm-hmm. so hard for people that are above the average adult male in the United States is like five, eight. If I'm not mistaken, I'll give you five ten because I'm being nice. Yeah. But if you're above five ten. Everything that they tell you, every dietary supplement nutrition fact is horseshit. <laughs> like no. you might as well just double it. Like if you're if they're telling you that you're they're basing it on a two thousand calorie a day diet, you might as well just go ahead and base yours on a thirty five. Bro, I would if I if I did no exercising and only ate two thousand calories a day, I would steadily lose weight. Bro, what? I can't. I just can't do it. You no. There's it's physically like it physically hurts. <laughs> I just I mean I would be an absolute be dickhead. No, I would just be a dickhead. I mean. I'm, I'm, over time, I would be malnourished, but like two weeks into eating only 2,000 calories and you wouldn't want to talk oh. to me because I'd just be hungry all the time and I'd be a fucking asshole. So like I can get 3,000 calories is like a sweet spot for 200 plus grams of protein, right? So if, Unless you're eating fucking just chicken breast. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So like, inle- yeah, unless you're eating something that, ha- unless you're eating chicken breast and brown rice, which I'm a big advocate against brown rice. That shit's trash. It's harder for your, your stomach to digest yeah. it. There's and, it, yeah. Look at the cultures that have been eating rice for years. They eat white fucking rice. So like, and you know, what's funny is once I started losing weight, I started looking into things like enriched rice mm-hmm. and the difference between like jasmine rice and enriched rice. And yep. it's like. Shout out to anybody who's uh, trying to lose weight. This is uh, we're putting you on right now. <laughs> um, if you're trying to lose weight, eat red meat and a little bit of rice for about 30 days and come back and talk to me. <laughs> Your whole life will change. Right. I mean, the, the big one for me was exercise because like I've always enjoyed like sports. Like mm-hmm. even in high school when I was at my biggest, like I liked playing basketball. Yeah. But like, 
you know, working out by myself was not something that I was into. And then I started learning to lift weights with Cody. And then once I was able to run, going back to the push-up thing, once I was able to run, I was like, yo, I've never had this before. I don't ever want to fucking lose this. I hate running, but I didn't want to ever lose it. And same thing with push-ups. Like, I can do five push-ups in a row. I'm like, I'm never going back. I fucking, I will stop eating and go anorexic before I get fucking 300 pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I When I hit 260, that's when I'm like, whoa, you, you're a fat piece of shit. Yeah. Because it's Mine's like, 225 now. I, well, I just remember what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember where I was before. Like, you know, when you get up to two, like when I get up to 260, like I can see my love handles a little bit more. I can see my tits a little bit more. Like, yeah. And it's not necessarily like I'm unhealthy or anything, but it's just like the physical aspect of like, yo, you got to keep yourself in check. Yep. But yeah, I um for me the push up thing for me was pull ups. I've always been a big guy. I played you know offensive line in high school, defensive line, blah blah. blah. So like, we never had to do pull ups. We were yeah, just fucking pull ups for a big dude is impossible. Terrible, right? So I got down to like two hundred and forty two pounds, and I was probably in some of the best shape that I've ever been in. And this was like eight months ago, right? And so. I remember we were in the gym one day. Shout out to my my boy Mikey that I was talking about earlier that came through and made me do the tree. Um, we were working out together, and I was just like stretching my back in the gym, like I was just like hanging, and yeah. like I was just like, oh, I feel like I do a pull up, and I did a pull up, and then I did another one, and all of a sudden I did fifteen of them, and Mikey was like, "Yo," but <laughs> he was like, "Have you ever?" I was like, "Bro, I've never done a pull up before. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never." 27 years old i've never done a pull oh, 26 at the time but 26 yeah. years old i've never once done a pull-up before and i busted out 15 of it. it felt great yeah it feels so good whenever you like moving your body through 3d space yeah bro, it's, it's, fucking crazy. It's, it's just like you see the videos of people doing it and you don't understand like bro that's like a, a 225 bench press you know that only like one percent of the world's population can do that yeah and right. like probably you, less than one percent i yeah. think that it's like the I say the one percent of the population because of women and everything like that. Right. But I think that it's even it's probably right. It's probably less than that. Of like actual like adult males. Yeah, yeah. Of, of an adult male because you got to think the average adult male in America is literally five eight, one hundred and sixty pounds. I think that's even over overstating the weight too. I think the weight should actually probably be closer to two twenty or something like that. Because I mean, so, so much of our fucking people our age are fucking overweight yeah well they say that americans have about the average adult american has like 20 to 30 pounds of excess body fat yeah which is completely believable i'd be honest with you i think that number is probably low i think well, they just stopped they, they the pe standards in 1960 versus oh, now bro, I, I going back to how the shitty videos. high school is yeah oh yeah the videos oh from yeah the, the gray black yeah, and white times yeah to, remember what we used to do bro, was, you could walk the track and still <laughs> yeah, get a passing bro, fucking a yeah i was uh i mentioned the other day i was like you know because because i do jujitsu and i'm like i'm like i wish in high school they made it mandatory that you have to take some kind of physical activity class Mm -hmm. but they didn't mandate what it was but you had to like like if they offered martial arts in fucking high school like bullying would be uh gone bro if you could learn wrestling or jujitsu or fucking taekwondo or karate and something where you're getting like building confidence in yourself and realizing that in order to be active you don't have to do shit you hate yeah you know you don't have to run five miles a day to be active if you hate (laughs) yoga if you hate fucking you know lifting weights if you hate like running i fucking hate running i mean i've learned to love it but like just all of the shit that you're what you grow i mean so many people grow up hating activity Mm -hmm. because they're what they view in their mind as activity is shit that they don't want to do but then like 
like for me, like basketball and like now that I do jujitsu, I'm like, bro, if they had this in high school, I would have fuck because I took six periods of culinary. I would have took fucking six periods of this shit. This shit's fun as fuck, especially like when you start to see changes and you get better at it and you like, you know, start to feel like confident in yourself. How do you like uh, jujitsu? It if I had to choose between the podcast and jujitsu, I would probably pick jujitsu. Really? Is that because of like a uh, like a personal impact, or is that because of like your actual like you enjoy one more than the other? So, because I feel like you do thoroughly enjoy the podcast, bro. It's the most fucking fun yeah, thing I mean, ever. Th- besides that's, jiu-jitsu. that's the whole reason why I'm I, I got yeah. on it is because I was like I know so many people. I feel like I would like you know the podcast would be kind of a cool thing just to talk to people. Like it's just I look at it like we grew up old school like redneck like sitting on a back porch just fucking yeah. shooting the shit with people, yeah. staying up late at night, and you had nothing better to do than just fucking hang out yeah, and talk. Town bullshit, that, and that's what I love about it so yeah. much. And I'm like, oh wow, you're just creating a fun environment to have fun and enjoy each other's company and talk. And that's how ideas are discussed. But as far as jujitsu goes, like every man has, if you, if you have testosterone in your fucking veins, mm-hmm. which every man does different levels, all that shit, but every man has testosterone. Shout out Mike Obama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we texted about that yesterday. Uh, oh. the, the Every man has testosterone. Yeah. Testosterone makes you fucking aggressive. That's yep. not up for discussion. It just Absolutely. is. And if a dude has testosterone in his body and is aggressive and has no outlet for that aggression, they find an outlet for it. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but like punching a wall was just something I did when I was fucking hitting puberty. You know what I mean? Like you get pissed off. It was easy to run your fist through fucking drywall. I played football. You had an outlet. I had an outlet. If you didn't have an outlet, then then you you found an outlet for it somewhere else. They say that uh, they did a test study on they injected a woman with a average adult male's level of testosterone and she said that she could not physically focus she just wanted to fuck everything she just wanted to fuck everything, everything. like yep. there was guys in her office that she would never have thought about she wanted to fuck everything yeah and like they don't understand bro. they have no idea like bro i wake up in the morning and if my wiener touches a pillow i get a boner right bro 100 <laughs> percent. like the, the wind changes direction oh. yeah bro my girl my girl looks at me the wrong way and i'm like hey Come over here real quick. And she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what's wrong with you? Bro, I, 100%. No, yeah, the testosterone thing, I've thought heavily about um, because I'm a big guy. And I I, I dabbled in wrestling in high school. I was a typical 17-year-old adult male. I thought it was gay because of the singlets. Very wrong. Shout out to any But to be fair, if they got rid of the singlets, it would be – I mean that that's a huge part of yeah. what makes it gay. <laughs> I mean 100% like yeah. to be honest with you if I could have just worn basketball shorts or even like my sliders like right. my Nike Pro Combat like yeah, the yeah. the underwear underneath if we could have just worn those in like a shirt or like a like a compression fit shirt it yeah. would have been fine. Yeah, like what jiu-jitsu dudes wear. But yeah. regardless a gi. Well, yeah. not even gi. I'm talking like no gi. That's the jiu-jitsu I do. It's no yeah. gi, but okay. but so going back to that jiu-jitsu like in karate and stuff like that, when you're sparring, you have to like go like fifty percent or forty percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not going full blast. You're practice. not trying to kill. Same thing with football practice. You're not trying to actually hurt nobody. You but it's not to... like that in jujitsu. In jujitsu, you're going a hundred fucking percent all the time. Sometimes more than a hundred percent. You're going to your fucking limit when when you roll with somebody, which is yeah. basically sparring in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You're going fucking ham. And like, bro, there's never been a time where I've left jujitsu where I've where I'm angry. Like no. every time I leave, I'm just like fucking cool as a cucumber yeah and that that in and of itself like especially knowing i have an outlet for aggression i'm less aggressive 
in everything I do. Yeah, absolutely. Be- because like I'm literally like like lifting weights was a great way for me to get aggression out. Mm-hmm. You, know, you fucking lift weights, you grind your teeth, you're fucking mad. It only, you know goes, I mean? it only goes so far though. Right, and um, but just being able to a. I feel like uh, masculine dudes need to be around masculine dudes. Absolutely. Like the, my best friends are like fucking alpha males. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just what it is. Yeah. If we're, if we're if we're all fighting, we're all fighting. I, I mean, I don't, but we don't you, want but to. I grew up like where like my I only had a brother and he was an older brother, always was bigger than me. Yeah. And like we just fought. It's yeah. just what happened. That's how me and my cousins were. I didn't have a brother, but I had three or four boy cousins and we used to absolutely beat the shit out of each other that's what i'm saying <laughs> like, that's just what you I do Cade broke a airsoft gun over the back of my head when we were kids you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just dumb shit like that but yeah. yeah the aggression yeah. the aggression for jiu-jitsu i've thought about getting into it i just feel like i have such little for sure open time that's by like even going to the gym for me like i have to have a 24-hour membership like it has to be a gym that's open 24 hours a day because there's days where i can go at 5 a.m. and there's days that I can go at 9 a.m. and then there's days that I'm not oh. off work until 6:30. Yeah. So I don't know. I've I've really wanted to. Uh, I, I think that as men, and if you if you don't think this way, then we obviously know where you fall in the lineup. But every time I meet somebody new, there's just that first moment of like, oh, can I kill can you? Can I take this guy? Yeah. Not? You know 100%. what I'm saying? Like, not, and, and not anything like malicious or anything. Like, not like I want to fucking kill you. Or anything. Right, right, right. But it's just like that, that like you size somebody up and it's like, is this person a threat or not when it boils down to it? And there's a yes or no. You know what I'm yep. saying? And if you don't think that way, then I'm happy for you because I <laughs> think that way. Are with, you a fucking shaman, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, never. Are you a fucking you monk, a dude? Fucking I could never. Pussy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know about you, but I'm six foot tall. And anytime I'm around somebody who's not six foot tall, that's shorter than yeah. me, I'm literally like, fucking little guy. Victim weight. No. I feel like Conor McGregor at a press conference. I'm like, what the, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah, I told one guy one time, we were he was talking shit to me. And I was like, look, Bubba, 100 years ago, you would have been a fucking baker and I would have been a Viking. Don't come over here with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hundred percent and maybe it's just our dumb fucking chimp brains but i feel the same way and jujitsu gives me a confidence that i cannot like there's this whole death and rebirth of your fucking ego when you go through jujitsu because oh, like yeah because they can kill you because you're six foot three 250 pounds if you feel like you're like oh i could fucking handle myself yeah and then some 160 pound dude in jujitsu works you like a fucking kid playing with their dad yeah it's ridiculous like i'm hoping one day i can get one of the guys at my jujitsu school he's a he's a black belt his name's ian same age as me mm-hmm. dude weighs like 160 170 pounds and he's he like five foot seven. Kill you. i feel <laughs> like a toddler being thrown around by their dad <laughs> yeah he's a motherfucker yeah. and dude it's so crazy because i'm like this whole level of like i'm 230 pounds when i started jujitsu mm-hmm. and i'm six foot tall i'm like i'm a motherfucker you know what i mean yeah, yeah, and then they just get you just get worked and you literally like you're left to deal with your own mind so there's this death and rebirth of your ego which i think is great because mm-hmm. you earn your fucking ego yeah absolutely and then going back to like people who can bench press 225 being a small percentage this the, the percentage of people that grapple is so fucking small mm-hmm. that like most of the time it, it feels like a fucking it's the closest thing to a superpower i can imagine <laughs> because you yeah. literally like the, the amount of confidence that you get rightly earned as you earn it is mm. fucking awesome well that's like i was boxed i boxed for like two years whenever i was uh living over in vero beach and it wasn't necessarily like learn how to fight because obviously you know how to fight we're fucking breadnecks when we do that but it was more or less of like just trying to stay in shape 
and to do like a, an aggression outlet. Right. And so for me, I learned so fast that death and birth of your ego, bro, there are guys out here that are five foot five that will beat your ass if you aren't careful. And yeah. like, I'm not saying that like every single time a, a someone, if you're over six feet tall, you automatically have an advantage because at the end of the day, bro, wait, wait, if I can get a hold of you and I can pick you up in 12 to six, you, yeah, it's a bad time, yeah. and you might not. You know, if you can handle yourself, you can handle that. Or if you land one punch, yeah, you have two hundred and forty pounds behind it. The other side of it is, is like, bro, I can open hand slap you and knock you out. Yeah, like if you're five foot eight or below, if you're not really on your p's and q's, and I can get you the right way, I will put you on your butt if I if I connect yeah. with a slap. And well, it's, and, yeah, in striking in striking sports, that's why there's weight classes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Same, I mean, and I agree with it. Like, uh, same thing with uh, like. I say UFC, but like even jujitsu and stuff like that. Like, bro, if someone's 300 pounds and they want to roll with someone who's 120 pounds, obviously the guy who's 120 pounds, if he's a black belt, he can handle his own. Right. right? But it's just not right. Like you wouldn't, that's not something like there's Mm -hmm. a reason why like, Hey, I'm 150 and my buddy's 225. Go roll with him. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's your size that pick on someone, your own size thing. That's real. Obviously your friend Ian could, probably kill three people if you wanted to in the same room like you get close combat situations with somebody like that when you're in like a bathroom stall or like a room like this like bubba you better be on it because that's one thing i've noticed about people who are really good at jujitsu though they have nothing to prove like like you you meet them and they're like the most docile most of them are most like pretty docile they're just like like they 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 wield this great power Mm -hmm. so they have no desire to, to like flex it on people it's the the people who bully people are typically the ones who have confidence issues yeah and in jujitsu you earn your fucking confidence and when you have confidence you have no desire you're like okay yeah whatever you'd beat my ass okay that's cool if it actually comes down to it you're gonna get fucking choked unconscious if i don't break one of your limbs see and that's the part that bothers me is like i'm six foot three 260 pounds i can front kick you in your knee and snap your fucking leg bro like don't like do like and that's the biggest thing is like and let's boil it down let's let's really break it down for you if it's about me and mine yeah i will fucking kill you i'll bite your nose off i will literally i will literally do everything i can to Mm -hmm. bro i'll pull your guts out like stop fucking around i'll reach through your asshole and pull your innards out i'm not with it like just don't it's not that i want to it's not that like that's something i've always felt like like guys that are overly aggressive just have little wieners or they've (laughs) never like you know what i'm saying whatever it may be like it's just that fact of like if you come over here and you want to fuck around you're gonna find out you're gonna find out (laughs) and like i can i promise you in a street fight I don't really want to fight you. I don't want to stand here and box. If you want to box me, let's go get in the ring. Let me put my headpiece on. Let me put my mouthpiece in so my hey, teeth yeah. don't, get, don't get knocked out. Let me wrap my wrist. Like In a street fight, I am. I want it to end immediately. I want to yep. kick you in the stomach to where you can't breathe, and I'm going to mount you and rear naked choke you until you cannot fu- until you're out. Right. And there's no. And that's the other side of it is like when I when I put you if I put you in a chokehold, there's no tapping. There's no referee to let you out of this. It's till your body goes limp. It's until you can't, until you're no longer a threat. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. And, like, people just don't get that. Yeah. People people want to fuck around nowadays, and they don't understand that, like, there's real motherfuckers. There are John Wicks out here walking around that will kill you with a pencil, bro. <laughs> there's, well, there's people, too. Most people... So uh, the way Robbie, the guy who runs the school, his name's Robbie, uh, mm-hmm. which you're probably going to go to jujitsu with me when, regardless. Yeah. Robbie was talking about how like, you know, 
every dude, if if I if I asked you, do you play guitar? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't play guitar. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say you're a guitarist. Mm-hmm. But a hundred percent of dudes, you're like, oh, do you train to fight? And you're like, no. I'm like, oh, but in a street fight. Oh yeah, I black out. Yeah, exactly. I Everything see the red dog. Black. I see the red yeah, dog. Bro, you yeah. get knocked out. That's yeah. what the fuck's going on. Yeah, and and that's the problem is dudes that don't train at all will be like, oh yeah, but like if the circumstances were right, <laughs> you know what I mean? They just look. They, they, but that's and and I can't say that I wasn't the same way though as being a bigger yeah. dude because like I did karate in in um in like middle school and high school. So like I know how to punch people. Like I'm not scared of fucking punching somebody. Yeah. But there's also this false sense of like like so Cody grew up with his brother his brother his older brother wrestled his brother like wrestled at like state level yeah so cody inadvertently being boys close in age they yeah, fucking wrestled. wrestled so yeah. cody knows more about wrestling than i did at one point mm-hmm. and it, anytime you'd fuck around with your friends you're obviously not gonna punch him in the face yeah but wrestling is a man's thing we're gonna let's let's judge he, it he, i would i would i was confident anytime we would talk about it this is years ago but anytime we would talk about it, i'd be like oh if it was a, a punching battle i would win yeah but anytime he grabs a hold of me i'm fucked yeah. And that that not feeling confident when someone grabs a hold of you and you're on the ground, that's, that's scary. That's true fear. Try to stand back up when yeah. another grown man has got you pinned down. That's fucking I literally was like I don't I don't like feeling like I have a a vulnerability when it comes to yeah. that. And I was like, "Nah, fuck this. I'm going to get good at this shit." Well, that's like um I liked wrestling because I was like so being and you you probably dealt with this too. When you're over a certain size, you don't realize how strong you are. 100%. Like, I have never, and my, my mom used to tell me this all the time when I was growing up because I had a little sister, and, like, my sister wanted a rough house, and she would always tell me, like, hey, you know, you're way stronger than you think you are. Yeah. And then I got to high school and realized, like, I could really, my first time wrestling with somebody, like, the whole, like, wrist fighting situation, yeah. right? They come up, and they grab back your neck, and your wrist fighting. Yeah, yeah. The first time I ever pulled up on somebody that, like, really thought, like, they were supposed to be that guy, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they grab a hold of you like, this motherfucker doesn't even strong. They grabbed, a hold of my, they grabbed a hold of my neck and tried to, like, pop down. And I just kind of, like, laughed a little bit because it was like, Bubba, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, and, and it wasn't even – it was, like, that moment that you're talking about where, like, when another grown-ass man grabs a hold of you, what are you going to do? Right. Because now we're in this situation. And well, you, you have to make, make decisions. You got to make yeah. life decisions real quick. And that's always been something for me, like – I tell everybody that don't don't let's not get on the ground because if you because I I kind of my bad I, even get the you're good, you're I, good. I like I'm sure that if we're in a grappling situation you're gonna fuck me up because you've been training for it right that's just if you have an ego and you can't accept that somebody else can whoop your ass that's where you're at but I'm sure that because you've been training I'm sure that the first 30 seconds I'm gonna be like all right cool and then after that's gonna be like I have no fucking idea what you're out of here yeah. you know what I'm saying like yeah. but that's the thing is how long can you versus somebody that knows what they're doing how long can you hold out bro 100%. that's the game so when I started training um, this guy's been on the podcast before the guy who was like my first jiu-jitsu coach his name's Andrew and Andrew's like 180, 185 pounds. Yeah. Which is a big guy. And he's like 5'8, 5'9, 5'10, something like that. He's a little bit shorter than me. And like you see some people and you're like, like, especially like jacked dudes, you're like, oh, he's gonna be really strong. And then I rolled with some jacked dudes and I'm like, God, I mean he's average strength. It that feels gym, doesn't feel strong. That gym strength and that farm strength is different. No, so Andrew does calisthenic style workouts. Like I'm talking muscle ups to like clapping and just muscle ups are crazy. Dude is incredibly strong. When he when his when he grabs a hold of you with just his fucking hand, you go, Oh, oh, there's levels to this shit. Yeah. Cause he's 
he when you see him you're like oh he looks like he's a, he's built like an athlete yeah and he's a trainer too so he's like legit he's an athlete yeah but when he grabs a hold of you you're like oh this is fucking different strength this yeah. is like like I mean, you feel it when he grabs your wrist you're like oh this is like I'm fucked and then there's dudes where I'm like where they, they, I've rolled with people that are 230 pounds and that looked yoked and then they grab a hold of you and I'm like is this are you giving me half of what you have cause like <laughs> I would think you're way stronger than this, but you don't feel stronger. You know, what I mean? it's just different, different workout methods I've, too. I've always uh, thought that um, people that want to look good will never be as strong as the people that are okay with how. Oh, hold up. We lost. Oh, the card is full. What the fuck? We lost audio. There you go. Pause everything real quick and we'll get this situated. Somehow we're adults. If it fucking works out, sorry. Anybody that might be listening and hearing around, jump around. Had some issues with technical difficulties. Fucking that's. I mean, that's the only way you get a redneck to deal with technology is having technical difficulties (laughs) and trying to fucking figure it out. Um, Very true. So as far as jujitsu goes, it's been, it feels like a fucking superpower. You feel like you walk into a room and you're like, especially when when you've been doing jujitsu long enough when you roll with somebody who's never done it before and like i i uh, i remember i'd been doing jujitsu for less than six months mm-hmm. and this fucking dude came in who was built like a greek god i mean just fucking you could see his abs through his shirt he was yeah. just fucking yoked he was like 260 pounds just yoked. just yoked. that's giant, crazy just giant black dude and um i remember you know i'm not an imposing per- fucking person when this dude's six foot four and 260 pounds yeah. and then i fucking arm barred him yeah and I like took his back and like choked him. And I literally was like, yo, <laughs> that changes things for you. I literally was like, you would, you would see these two dudes and be like, Oh, a hundred percent. This you, most people would say the giant jacked dude is going to beat my ass. Yeah. And then just me to take his back and fucking choke him. It's well, just crazy. Those are my favorite memes is like of the, uh, Daniel Cormier. Yeah. And cause he's like a little, he's a chubbier guy. You know what yeah. I mean? He's not, he doesn't have a six pack and abs and you know, big biceps and all that, but that's a bad man. Yeah. About, that's a bad boy right there. You don't want to roll with Daniel Cormier yeah. cause no. he's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, it's just the, the moment that you realize that like, Oh, I am more capable. You know what I mean? Like the moment that you realize that like, and ego plays a big role. Cause like you said, 90% of men think that they can go into a street fight and win. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, what happens when some, and Joe Rogan, I think it was uh, on his podcast. I saw a video and it was like, he, Joe said, if I was ever to get into a street fight, I would just let you do your thing for like the first minute because then you're tired. Yeah. And now I'm going to maul you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to drag you into deep water. And I'm going to drown. You. Yeah. You're going to yeah. have to figure it out. And uh, that's, that's so funny. I, I think that that's why I've always been so big on like, bro, you just need to respect everybody. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't be afraid to take action when you need it. But mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, everybody deserves the same level of respect. But I will tell you this. There are certain cues you can pick up on. If somebody looks at you and asks you if you're sure you want to roll with them, maybe think about where you're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's this definitely this level of like, like I did uh, for my birthday last year. About seven months ago or so, mm-hmm. and I had my my brother and some of my friends over who don't train at all, and mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to roll, like come over and just fucking hang out. Yeah. At the gym that I go to, we do six minute rounds. Mm-hmm. I would set it's a, a long timer. Time. I would to me, it's not. But for the normal, because I would do six minutes. ten six minute rounds. Yeah. They literally would make it two minutes into one six minute round and be like, they would be tapping from exhaustion. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is like anything else, like. 
they're blowing their wad because they don't know how else to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just fucking sprinting in their mind. And to me, I'm yeah. just like, oh, just move my arm here. Go around here. Yeah. Well, go it's, out the it's back, that, go on their it's back. It's that level of, um, like, you've been there before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, that that level of, like, being in those uncomfortable situations builds a level of comfortability with everything. So, like, most people, if someone gets you into... Almost, or someone is trying to move you into an arm bar, have no idea how to like counter that. But for someone like you, it's like, oh, uh, he's trying to put me in an arm bar. I'm going to shift my weight this way and I'm mm-hmm. going to pull my shoulder in a little bit more. Yeah. And then he's, it's not going to stop him, but it's going to make it very difficult for him to do it. Or yeah. like, I'm going to put my foot in this position so that way he cannot actually like grab me and move me. So right. it, it, I think that every adult male. I mean, I've wanted to do it for a long time. I've just been... It took me three years to start, by the way. I mean, bro, yeah. it's been... I've been thinking about it for probably seven. Since, yeah. I've, since I started the business, I've been fucking thinking about it. Oh, I just yeah. feel like... Like you said, that outlet. That aggression right. outlet. That, like, outlet of knowing that, like, I can go over here and I can roll. And I can tell somebody. You know what I'm saying? I could come... Like, if if, if I started doing jiu-jitsu and you were there and I'd be like, yo, I'm having a bad day. I'm a little pissed off. Bro, it's you're a gonna, brotherhood. You're going to know. Yeah. You're going to be like, okay... We're gonna go from fifty to seventy five percent today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if I if I do something and or you know what you said you don't ever tone it in, in jujitsu you're not really toning it down. So like in, you you can, you but it's can. just one of those things. More like, if like I, more if, times than not you're going one hundred percent. Yeah, if I show up and I'm like, yo, I'm not having a good day. It's like okay, we're gonna roll, roll. Like we're not. This isn't you just can. like a. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you. But can that kinda, might be the day where like if you show up and you've had a bad day mm-hmm. and you're super aggressive and I know I'm better than you, yeah. I might tone myself down mm-hmm. to fifty percent. And let you go a hundred percent. Obviously, you like when you get good enough at jujitsu, you can feel when the other person isn't going a hundred percent. Yeah, especially black belts. Like when yeah. I roll with Ian, oh, he's literally like, I mean, he's he's like thinking about what he's been having for dinner that night. It's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Same thing with Robbie. <laughs> you roll with him, and he's like not even concerned. He's not yeah. even s- slightly afraid. Yeah. Um, but like when I, like I would in that situation, I'd be like, okay, Cole's got some shit. I'm gonna let this motherfucker work because yeah, I'm gonna make sure he, he had a bad day at work. I'm gonna make sure he has a good day here. Yeah. And there's a reason you see so many veterans and so many first responders and so many people who work high stress jobs mm-hmm. doing something like that. Cause it's like this environment where you're around, you know, like, like men, you know what I mean? For lack of a better way to put it, just yeah. men. Uh, uh, I've always said this. And like, if you know me, I'm a real big advocate on like strong men need other strong men to lean on. Yep. And these moments where you feel weak or you feel like you're lacking or whatever it may be, you need two to five strong guys around you with strong mindsets that you can call and be like, yo, this is what I got going on. And they don't, don't, they don't just tell you what you want to hear. They, they tell you the fucking hard truth. They don't falter. They don't fucking, there's no question about it. There's no anything like that. It could be, there's a video going around and it's like a lot of you guys have 3 PM friends, but do how many of you have a 3 AM friend? How many of you have a guy that you can call at three o'clock in the morning because your car broke down, you're on the side of the road and you're, you know, it's you and your family and you don't know what the fuck to do. How many people have that? And like, that's something for me. Like I would, if that's probably the highest compliment, if I am your 3am friend, bro, like that's, that means more to me than anything because it's like, you know, you can call me and like, (laughs) I might be asleep. I might be doing whatever it may be, but you know that you took that opportunity or you took that chance of being like, I'm going to call this motherfucker at 3am and he's probably going to answer. And me knowing that you feel confident enough or like comfortable enough 
to like depend on me or to feel like you can is enough for me to want to be there. Yeah. So like, because I know I might need it one day. And to be honest with you, bro, I don't, I have a lot, like I am not one of the, I would like to say that I'm a mentally strong adult male. So I'm not someone that falters very often. Yeah. But there are, there have been times where it's like, I have been picked up by the people around me and it means the world. I mean, it's, the brotherhood aspect of it, like when you have all the, there's a bunch of movies and shit, but like you got three motherfuckers. That's that was about. That's what I thought when I laughed earlier. I was thinking about Joey Diaz. Like you just need three bad motherfuckers, yeah, and you can take over the country. World. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no. Um, I was thinking about the the movie. Um, oh damn it! I'm gonna forget it now. Um, I don't. The one with the guy who plays Hawkeye. And they're, uh, <laughs> he can't ask me what we're doing. You can't ask me where we're going. Yeah. You can't, we can't ever speak about it again. And he goes, gonna okay, who's dri- some, and we're going to hurt some people. <laughs> He's like, who's, who's driving? Whose car are we taking? <laughs> Bro. That's real shit. Right that's the there. second thing I thought about yeah. too. We've, yeah. This is the second thing I thought about was Joey that same Diaz movie. Popped into, that's funny. Cause like I thought of the first one. And then when you were like, oh yeah, Joey Diaz, I was like, yeah, that was the other one that I was thinking. Yeah, Joey Diaz hilarious. is a great guy. I, but I it's so true is that to have that, like, I think what it really boils down to is people that you can be vulnerable around because there's too many dudes that like, they have to put on this machismo, like I'm harder, hardcore more than I am. And it's like, no man, we're all fucking people. Yeah. And like, to me, I've always respected individuals for like admitting when they're not being hardcore. You know what I mean? Like I, I respect people who are fucking, you know, like I'm very much like a truth teller. That's that my to a fault where I'm like very, very, you know, like I, I can tell you, I lacked confidence in a lot of things. I have so much confidence now that I'm okay with like people feeling like they're more confident than me. I'm yeah. like, cool. You think, okay, that's cool. That's fine. But like, that's just, I've worked very hard to get to that level of confidence. See, I never had like a lack of confidence. I always had a lack of believing in myself, right? So like I was confident enough to put myself in the situation, but then in the moment I would second guess it. Like I'll be in like nothing, like no, no one around me or anything, but just me, like I would second guess myself and that would bring like this little like falter or lack of a, you know, whatever it may be into this situation. I know, um, fuck, we were just talking about it. Um, the whole like building confidence because of jujitsu and everything like that. Like, bro, a lot of people go through that and a lot of people don't know how to deal with that because I mean, that's how I feel like. I don't care. Like if you if you have it better than me, cool. If yeah. you think that you're doing better than me, cool, bro. Like shout out to you. I hope you are, right? Because right. I'm doing great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I hope if you think you're yeah. doing better than me, I hope you are. I hope with everything yeah. in me that you are doing better than me. Because that's such I'm, a wild thing because so many people don't feel that way. Like I'm fucking. I want to be better than everybody. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. I, my favorite thing to tell people because when I was younger, when I first started out, I didn't, I didn't know. There's no competition at the top, only collaboration. So when I when when you're talking about these top percentages of companies, they don't give a fuck whether you're doing the same thing they are. Yeah. Because I've got the work. Yeah. I don't care whether you're cutting trees down. I'll help you out. I'll teach you how to do it. Yeah. You might teach me how to do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like when you're up at the top or when you're trying to get to the top, the sooner you realize that the comp- competition isn't a thing. It's just it, it will change everything for you. It's the people that are at the top are typically the ones who have mastered themselves. Yeah. And that's really what it amounts to. And and most of them will tell you that. They've yeah. just gotten really good at handling themselves. Well, that's like for me, one of my biggest things was um, I was a very, I didn't have a dad growing up. So I was a very emotional child. I was a very emotional uh, adolescent young man. 
And for me being able, cause I still am an emotional guy. That video that I posted on Instagram the other day or yesterday or so where it was like, if you were, if you were going where I'm going, you'd be up early too. That voice clip damn near brings me to tears every single time. Like the end of it says, if, if you knew it was going to stack up for you, how it's stacking up for me, you'd be up early too. And right now it brings, I mean, it, I got fucking tears in my eyes because I never knew it was going to stack up like it is. I never one time thought ever that it was going to stack up and we were going to be where we're at. I never, and a lot of times I got to take that step back and be like, be thankful for where you're at. Because I used to, bro, I remember there were days where I used to cry. I used to come home from work and it'd be fucking 9 p.m. And I had to be up at 4 a.m. to go pick somebody up to go to work the next day. And you just sit there and you fucking just have some, you know, there's just a couple of those tears of like, what the fuck am I doing? And now I look back and it's like, there's tears of like, thank God I did all that shit. Thank God I walked in that path. Thank God. So I don't know. I, um, I tell, oh. I tell my wife all the time, just to piggyback off what you just said. Um, I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, if I die tomorrow, I'm good. Yeah. Like, is there more things I want to get done? Yeah. But I'm so fucking happy with all of the work I've put in to be where I'm at. Because I didn't, when I started this podcast, I did not love my life. Yeah. I, I definitely, when I started my podcast, it was, it was going to be the, it was like the little fucking glimmer of hope mm -hmm. that grew into what it is now. Like, I'm so happy with all the things I do. Like, you know, I can actually just sit and be comfortable with who I am. Yep. And, but it, it fucking took forever to get to that spot. Absolutely. That's, that's the growing up as a young man, though, thing like you, once you don't really, you don't really know yourself until you're in your, you know, mid to late twenties. And then if you created such bad habits when you were younger and now you have to fight those bad habits and figure them out. And I mean, we all created some habits when we were younger. I tell, I tell my girlfriend, um, if I, if I were to be gone, something were to happen, God forbid, what are they going to say about me at my funeral? Mm -hmm. What are y'all going to sit around and say? Because to be honest with you, I don't really want y'all to sit around and say that, um, you miss me and that you loved me and that I was so loving and this and that. I would rather hear the truth. I'd rather everybody say, yeah, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> like no and i mean because that's what it boils down to like if you're gonna let's let's be real funerals are a bunch of bullshit like you you go to these funerals and you try to remember the good in somebody and all the stuff that they did and blah 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 but if you're just naturally like bro i fucking i'll pull over on the side of the road and help somebody change a tire i don't need i don't need help i don't need you to shake my hand i don't need you to tell me thank you none of that shit i'd want you to do it for me i don't i you know i've there's been several times where we've been going places and like the, the little air pumps at Wawa. There'll be a little old lady or a little old guy, you know, mm -hmm. an older gentleman or an older lady that just, they're struggling. Cause they're, they're, they're you know, you guys, it's a little bit difficult. And mm -hmm. I just go over there and I'll take the 15 minutes out of the time. Cause what's 15 minutes to help somebody that, you know, mm -hmm. probably worked their ass off their whole life. And to fucking scrape by on social security as an adult. Yeah. Something. It's, it's little stuff like that. where like 90% of the people that have ever met me will for sure tell you that I'm an asshole a dickhead, a smart ass, <laughs> this and that, da, 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 whatever you want to call it. And I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with it because I am, I'm blunt. I am probably blunt to a fault. Really? Um, That's literally the exact phrase I've used to describe myself. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm truthful to a fault. Don't, I'm I'm yeah, don't ask a me a question. If you don't want to know how I really fucking feel about it. And because I'll tell you, 
You want me to tell you the truth? I, I hit my girlfriend with this all the time. You want me to tell you the truth or you want me to tell you what you want to hear? <laughs> nine times out of ten, this is the funny part. She'll go, tell me what I want to hear. 100% and of the time. Ten minutes later, she'll go, all right, motherfucker, tell me the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know what yeah. I mean? It's so funny. So, like, <laughs> I've always been a real big advocate on, like, I don't give a fuck what anybody has to say. If you know me. If you really know me, if you got my fucking cell phone number and you can call me, you know damn well the type of person I am. Or you at least know that like, bro, you're not going to, I'm not going to see you drive. Like, I'm not going to see you on the side of interstate one day, 8 PM. It's dark. You don't know that I passed by you and I'm not going to stop. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people that like, fuck it. That's not my problem. For me, it's like, bro, fuck it. You need to ride home. So I, I tried going on that same, like. Like the, that's a, that just really boils down to morals, right? Yeah. And so the other day when I was at my hunting camp and it's in North Florida, we, uh, we, to get into the tree stand at dark, you have to leave early as fuck. Well, we left at fucking five thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and we're driving down this fucking back road at dark and we're behind this fucking Jeep Wrangler uh-huh. and it's fucking swerving all over the road. <laughs> like I'm talking in and out of both dish- ditches on both sides. Oh yeah. And I'm like. This person's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And very rarely do I, like, you know, as we spoke previously, we both grew up in the country where leave everybody else alone. You're yeah. not bothering me. I'm not bothered. But I literally was like, I told my brother who's riding in the truck with me, I was like, call the cops. I'm like, yeah. this is this person's drunk as fuck. He's going to kill somebody. That, that's a, I, all I could see is that we were behind them, and I was like, could you imagine driving towards them? Oh, yeah. I'm like, it'd be fucking terrifying. That was like, not only were they just going 20 miles an hour under the speed limit, but then they sped up to fucking 85 and they're yeah. in and out of ditches. I was like, this person's fucked. It's, they almost flipped their Jeep. Yeah. And I felt, I, I told my wife, I said, we watched them pull into a gas station and they ran into the curb on one of the gas pumps. And this was after we had called the cops. Cops knew about it and we just passed by them. And I told my wife, I was like, I don't feel like I did enough in that situation. Yeah. And she's like, what do you, like, what do you mean? You protected yourself. And I was like, that but we didn't stop them mm-hmm. i feel like and, and i was like i don't know what it is about me but we should have pulled in and stopped him yeah, she's yeah. like well what if they pulled out a gun and i'm like that's cool i each like cody had his gun and his rifle or his yeah. pistol and his rifle i had my pistol and my rifle i'm literally sitting next to my rifle when i hunt yeah, i'm like, not I'm worried about you with a gun if i've got mine and and plus we're all stone cold sober yeah i was like there's no way go. your reaction time is my reaction time yeah, Bubba. Like, not, not on top of that cody's 240 pounds my yeah. brother's 210 pounds i'm 220 pounds we're fucking and we're all stone cold sober with firearms yeah. in the middle of the woods and this person's clearly can't even I, I've driven drunk before. Yeah. I'm sure you have too. All of us have, yeah. I've never driven that drunk. No. I have never been all over the fucking road. I've never driven. I've always, I've always had a couple drinks and then driven home. And I drove home like a fucking grandma. I'm talking like. It's never been like I've stumbled out of the bar and someone had to fight me over my keys or anything like that. Like, bro, if you drive drunk, you're just a, like, if you, if I would you, say I've driven buzzed. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And, and, and a, not very far. Yeah, I'm yeah. like two miles. Yeah, no, everybody like, that I would get that drunk and then even entertain the idea, you shouldn't do it at all. No, absolutely not. And I regret every time I've ever done it, mm-hmm. but I've never been that fucked up. Yeah, and no. I told my wife, I was like, I was like, Cody was in his Jeep. I was in my truck. We could have easily pulled in and we could have blocked them in. Yeah. And then we could have made sure they didn't leave. Yeah. And then my wife is, she's very much, and, and rightly so, she's very much like, I don't want you to put yourself in harm's way. And I'm like, yeah, of course. I feel like, I feel bad because that person could have easily then drove out and killed a family of four. Yeah. That and, th- and then knowing that, I'm like, 
I, I've always been growing up in the country like where we do. Like cops are like you call the cops to get the body. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's the no, kind of the motto. No, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm not hiding in my closet when someone's breaking in. I'm no, fucking sir. facing it front. Yeah. You know, the amount of times I've been in my underwear in my front yard with a gun in my hand is ridiculous. <laughs> gun and a flashlight. Exactly. <laughs> and and so I'm like, I we sh- we had the opportunity, the wherewithal. We, I mean, we were more armed than most cops at most scenes. Absolutely. And I was like, we should have, we should have blocked them in and stopped it. And I, and I, this was last week, and I, I still feel like I'm like, just relying on the cops to find him. I'm like, yeah. he's right in front of us. We could have stopped yeah. it right then and there. And so I get her point of it, where she's like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't put yourself in that harm's way, you know. But I'm, but there's this moral aspect of me where it's like, I could have stopped it yeah. in general. I believe that. I truly do believe that you. When you do these things that put you at a different level than the normal adult male, jujitsu is a great example, right? You have that confidence level and you have the ability to know that you can stop that situation, right? And it's not exactly like your duty, but you're a human being just like, just like they are. So like they could be having a bad day. They could be trying to kill themselves. They could mm-hmm. be drinking themselves to death. You know what I'm saying? They could some. They could be in a bad spot, and no one's ever said anything to them about it being a problem. And then all of a sudden, three guys come up and they're like, "Yo, we watched you. You know, blah 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 blah. You got to stop. Call somebody." And then that could have changed everything for them. That could have been the the turning point in their you know their their yeah. problematic story. So to me, it's not just about like. You could be feeling bad because you could have changed their lives, not because you could have taken action and saved somebody else's life, but you could have helped that person. And Mm -hmm. I think that the world would be a better place if everyone kind of thought that way. Like I could help them. I could stop them from hurting themselves and somebody else. Mm -hmm. And like, cause I'm not gonna lie. I felt bad this entire week because of that situation. Like I play it back in my mind. I'm like, we could have just pulled into that gas station and and stopped stopped it. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. And it it could have stopped. It could have. Like, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. I, I, we could have pulled it over and been like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, like, are you okay? And we might have we might have changed that dude's life. Yeah. Or well, I assume a dude, but it might not have been a. Ch- yeah, it might have been a chick, whatever it may be. That's that's how I always try to look at it. Is like, you can be angry about it, right? And that's most people's normal reaction is to be pissed off about a situation because they're putting people in harm's way or they're doing this or they're doing that. Mm-hmm. But what the fuck are they? Why? Why are they in that situation? What? What happened today? You know what I'm saying? Because that guy's, you know, the love of his life could have broke up with him that night. He he could have lost his kid that day. He right. You know what I mean? There's a fucking. Clearly, it's not the peak of his life. Exactly. And we've all done it. Like you said, we've all maybe not drove blackout drunk, but we've all been in a bad position in our lives where we needed somebody to help out. And honestly, I feel like that is the. That's just a decent responsibility of every human being. Just too many, too many people lack the the agency in their own life to take care of things. And and going back to jujitsu and going back to all this stuff, I, um, Joe Rogan's been a huge impact on me. Obviously, I do yeah. fucking jujitsu in a podcast, and I love hunt. Joe. I mean, I mean, I'm Big literally fan. like, yeah, I should. I'm like great value, Joe Rogan, but um, <laughs> so <laughs> not great value, <laughs> Joe Rogan, dog. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> So, but my, my thought is the quote that he always says, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in war. Yeah. So like, to me, I'm always training for like, to be ready for, I, I want to be that, um, strong men make easy times. Yeah. I want to be that strong man that makes easy times. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I, I feel like, uh, I'm so focused on being, I, 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 the quote that I hear in my mind when I go for runs and I get tired is I want to be that motherfucker. 
Yeah. That's as crazy as it sounds. I'm like, I, there was one time I ran a 5k and I was passing people. I'm like, I'm that motherfucker. Yeah. You know, I was like, the, I was like, you're taking a little bit of energy with every person you take. Cause you know, they're thinking about it. Yep. And I'm, every time I pass somebody, they're going, Oh, this motherfucker passed me. He's faster than me. Well, that's kind of like, I get a little bit of a, people are always comparing me. Right. Like, so like the people that I'm around to like, because of business, I took that, I took the, I took the, the sprint approach. My grandpa summed it up very well. Me and my uncle, my uncle's like, he's going to hate me for this for like 50. He's like 50 years old, late forties. We started a business at the same time. And my grandpa always laughs because he's like, you and your uncle are polar opposites. He would not dip his foot off into something. You ran like a ball of fire in one direction as fast as you could go. Like you were just going, going and going. You cannonballed when he was dipping his toe. in. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, and that's the difference between the two of you is that you want that competition. You want to be in those stressful situations. You want to be there because you, you're well, one, I'm young or younger anyways. And so it's like, for me, it's like, if I fail, I still have time to figure it out. Yeah. You could, you're, uh, have you ever heard the quote that's been going around recently? Is that like my backup plan is most people's main yeah. plan. I saw it on, you shared it on your Instagram story. Yeah. I think I, when I saw it, I was like, that's so fucking crazy. Cause that's it. That really is. And you know, what's funny is everyone always asks me, what are you going to do if this doesn't work out? Motherfucker, I don't know. Get a regular job? Motherfucker, I got to not... Listen, let me tell you something. There ain't no plan B. All right? Plan A is working. And plan A, ain't. there ain't no other option other than for plan A to fucking work. And so, <laughs> everybody that's like, well, this is my backup plan. Like, don't get me wrong, bro. I got a commercial driver's license and I got a little bit of money saved up. And like, I can figure it the fuck out. But there ain't no... If this don't work out, well, then this don't work out. There's no, like, oh, I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna do lawn care. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not... That's never been my plan. And everyone's always been like, you got to have a plan B. You got to have a plan B. Like, no, motherfucker. I just got to make sure plan A works right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if plan A doesn't work, then what are we even talking well, about? I, I should get it fucking tattooed or quoted or something somewhere, but I need it fucking where it just says everything is figure-outable. Yeah. Everything is figure-outable. And that's, that's like, the fucking motto for the whole podcast is like i don't know shit about technology i like i like i was telling you when we were having technical difficulties earlier it's like i don't fucking know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah. I, I have a buddy that helps me with this thank fucking god but like i don't know what i'm doing i just figure it out i google shit yeah. i have youtube the, the world at my fingertips yeah. you know what i mean youtube the phones nowadays is crazy the 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 amount of information that you have to at your disposal is so unheard of so if you really if you really can't figure it out it's it's your own fault. It's your it's, own fault, yeah. bro. I, I always talk about tenacity. Tenacity is like a fucking trait. Mm-hmm. Is probably one of the best things you can have in an individual. But the problem with tenacity is like you either have it for you have it for things you want to have it for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can't be good at programming computers because I have no desire to be good at it. Yeah. But you put me in a situation where it's like you're running a business where you're controlling people who do program computers. I'm going to fucking give it everything I got. Yeah, we you know what I mean? I've always, uh, I've always thought that like the saying, I mean, and everyone's always heard it when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And it's like that thing of like, you don't really understand what that means, but like whenever you're in those situations, are you going to run from it or are you going to fucking deal with it? And it's like, if you run from it, then you'll always run from it. But if you just, if you just stand your ground one fucking time, Stand your ground one time and fight with it yep. and see where you go. Because 
more often than not, you'll get through it. And then you can just stand your ground for everything else too. Yeah. I don't know. People are. This is quickly, quickly become a motivational podcast. Here we go. Yeah. Not motivational. (laughs) Uh, Drink your beer and be a fat fuck. I don't care. Live your life. Be gay. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like you said, there's a lot of people that are pussies. Oh, well, to be fair, we live in a culture. We live in a culture that, that, um, won't allow men to speak. And like, that's why people like Joe Rogan have gotten so huge is because he's a fucking man. You know what I mean? And like a, a, a strong, a, can kill if he wants to man he's a warrior in a garden yeah exactly yep. and but then you got people like Bert kreischer like Bert kreischer like he's a great fucking example of like that is there's a lot of dudes like we know we have friends that are that way you know yeah. what i mean they're just fucking party animals and that's yeah. that's their whole fucking aura i hate it for Bert kreischer because i like Bert kreischer so much like he's like you know the whole fsu party guy and made something out of nothing and He's got a good wife, and you know his wife's name is Leanne. Leanne seems to have held him down very well, but to me, Bert is a little bit of a pushover. And like, if you look at it, Bert and Tom Segura are great comparisons. I have always felt that like I identify more with Tom Segura than I 100%. do with Bert 100%. because like Bert's like that. Everybody needs to be happy and cool, and Tom yeah. Segura's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tom Segura is one of my favorite stand-up. Shove it. <laughs> I would say Tom Segura is top three stand-up comedians for me. Ooh, let's get into that. Top so, three. So, what okay, here, here, I'm going to give you my top three. People who make me laugh the hardest. Number one, Shane Gillis. Oh, Shane's so fucking Love funny to me. Because, well, A, he's been canceled. And then B, like, you can't, can't double cancel a person, I guess. Yeah, no, no. He's just got this fucking freedom to him. But he's like, I feel like he's one of like the guys. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's, that's really what yeah, it amounts a, to. He's a man. He's a guy's guy. He's just a fucking, he he's a fucking drink, bro. He wants to drink brews and go to the strip club. He's like just that. a fucking bro. Uh, Shane Gillis, number one. Um, probably Tom Segura, number two. Especially his older stuff when Tom Segura yeah, was fat, was bro, fat. so fucking the good. The Ball Hog documentary on Netflix, or, or his uh, his hilarious. special on Ball Hog, yeah. yeah. The uh, your grandma was a Ball Hog. <laughs> <laughs> like, Think about how many because what is oh, I don't like, ruin oh it. Oh my god! He's like, how many times have you come on your girlfriend? He's like, now imagine your grandma, yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> yo, they didn't even have TV like, back then. What do you think that they were? Was there's a reason grandma has seven. There's a reason bro. grandma has seven kids. There's, there's nothing. To do. When he, I think he said something. He was like, uh, "You want to know what the plastic for is on your grandma's couch? She's a squirter." And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's so, disgusting." So Tom Segura, uh, Mark Norman is probably one of my other favorites. I like Mark Norman. He's, I love the fucking zingy, like his his whole. Just his energy of like, ah, like, I don't know. Like that's his whole vibe. That's Mark Norman vibe and a sound. The, is, kill, ah. the kill Tony thing is phenomenal. I don't know yeah. if you've seen the, the little yeah. thing where he'd be pulling people on there. I love that. Um, yeah. So you got Shane Gillis, Tom Segura, and then Mark Norman. Those right? are my top three. All right. Um, Ari going, Shafir is is a is like my fourth man. I love a big him. fan. Have you seen his special Jew? Yeah, it's so fucking funny to me. I, I love how he that, just picks a religion apart from the inside of it. I don't think that Ari's not funny, right? I just think that our our styles clash. So like my my type of funny is like the Schultz type of funny, and so like my top three. If we're going for like stand up comedians, I'm gonna have to put Schultz up there. Okay. Andrew Schultz is going to have to be like, 
The reason why is because he came in in a time of gen- he came in in the cancel era and he told them all to go fuck themselves. He talked about everything that was canceled. Exactly people. right. Yeah. So like, and so the other thing is, is that Schultz isn't just a crowd work type of guy. Schultz is an all around comedian, bro. If mm-hmm. you've ever seen him live in comedy, he's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like I'm I, like one of the best ones. So we'll go with Schultz at number one. I will definitely throw Shane Gillis on that list though. I will give Gillis. The second spot. Have you seen his newest special, Beautiful Dog? No, bro. Fucking, I don't know what the rest of your plans are today. Fucking quit (laughs) doing it. We should end this podcast. Go watch. It's so fucking funny. When you find out why his special is named Beautiful Dog, I almost shit the fucking bed. That's my wife, who doesn't even like stand up comedy, was fucking like crying, laughing during that podcast. I'll give Gillis two. He's and he's came in recently and like really stole the hearts of everybody. Um, And number three is going to be a hard one for me to be honest with you, because there's so many good ones out there. It really is. It's a good time for stand-up comedy. It's a gr- the best, for yeah. sure. The, the the blue comedy tour or whatever walked so that way these boys can run with it. Yeah. Um, well, it was before that, too. That was just the most popularized one to rednecks. It just, <laughs> they, I say, I really, I say the blue comedy tour, Ron White. Ron, so Ron White walked so that way these boys can do whatever the fuck they want right now in comedy. Yeah, and like, bro, when I found out about dirty comedy, oh, bro, like just like like how like Joe Rogan and Shane Gillis and yeah. and how like uh, how those people talk, like I was like, yo, this is like Hilarious. it was like it was like Family Guy stand up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I fucking it's, love Family Guy. It's like guy. how we were. Like it's like I mean that's how me and my friends joke around. It's like that that real dark. Like oh yeah, the, the Epstein Island thing. The oh, memes bro. are off this fuck, like out of this world right yeah. now, bro. Yeah, the ones of <laughs> Stephen yeah, Hawking. The, yeah, Stephen yeah. Hawking and the fucking midgets <laughs> on the thing, and it's just like. Bro, Anytime I, I see when I send it to you now. Yeah, bro, I put one on my story, and like I think Instagram like shadow banned me because of it. Yeah, because, really. Well, my buddy told me he went to tag me in something the other day. He's like, I can't fucking find you. Like they've been changing the way that they do that too because like half the yeah. friends that like they were my lower list of friends that i would share stuff with like they, all of a sudden they disappeared yeah he had told me he's like i had to like search your entire instagram handle in there and uh i had hmm. another one of my buddies his wife swiped up and she was like this is so funny i was like you should see the ones that we can't post and she was yeah. like i would post them i sent her three of them she was like i'm not gonna post those yeah, yeah <laughs> i was like 100%. yeah i bet you won't the 9 <laughs> memes that i send jake Oh, oh my god, bro. dude! They're so hit. Oh my god! Me and, me and David, bro, I've, I'm telling you right now, if they go through our group chat, we're canceled. <laughs> we're done. So my, what's the name? Do you have a name for your group chat? Because I'll, I'll tell you group, my group chat name. We had with the boys. Group, we had a group chat on Snapchat, um, and it is now called Rancho Mafia. It was originally Joe's Gay. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so mine is called Dick Blowers Anonymous. Oh, Jesus, Harold. That's so great. And I forget what it was before that one. Um, like, the group chat names have just got... Like, like, They're out of Same hand, thing. If you bro. go through our group chat, like, if oh, you're somebody bro. who has to watch, like, Gabriel Iglesias, like, you're not going to survive. You're not going to like this. You're going to see people die. You're oh, going to see bro. people... My buddy and... Uh, I got a buddy who's a climber up in Athens, Georgia. He sent me a video today of a fucking forklift just cutting a guy in half. Like, Bro. It, like, it, like, the ground came out. Like, it fell out from underneath the forklift on one side, and the forklift tipped with a load on it, and he tried to run. Bro. Bro. I was like, yeah, he died. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Instantaneous death. Dude, we were, watching, we were watching fucking videos of people in other countries 
like going underneath power lines and Whoa. then they all of a sudden like the power line falls or like the metal thing that they're moving touches it and they grounds everybody and you just watch them all just all here and then yeah, they just hit the ground everyone. i was there was like a whole like my brother could attest to this because he's in the group chatter cody mm. and like there was like a fucking week where we were just sending memes like that you know <laughs> oh, what i mean the, it's so fucked when the stephen hawking thing came out there was literally like of probably like you said a week there that was just everything i mean i was just sending them all really. <laughs> it was so bad and then the, every everything is is so bad right now the government epstein island all that y'all are so upset everyone's so upset they're fucking kids they've been fucking kids for years y'all are just blind to it and don't care like yeah like I t- was it you i messaged yesterday i said what's ridiculous is like how much the shit that average americans cares about is not being portrayed in the media. Yeah, because we were talking about the previous president being on Epstein Island and the smartest human being, yeah, in the a fucking, fucking well-renowned world. scientist, yeah. and the former president of the United States of America, <laughs> like one of the most powerful wife, people in the world, where his wife ran for fucking president and yeah. like technically won the popular vote according yeah. to, to the numbers, and we're not like that's not like why aren't the fucking FBI showing up at this motherfucker's door? Is it because I get that there's like a crime he can't pursue? I'm just saying that's fucking crazy. My favorite thing is that all of the bullshit that they do uh, towards Donald Trump, like when they uh, went to Mar-a-Lago and they opened up the safe in Mar-a-Lago and it was just like the Joe Biden's emails or or uh, Hillary Clinton's email logs (laughs) in the fucking thing. Like that's that's such a like a goat thing to do. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. such a. There, but they that just goes to prove that like the only reason that they want to arrest that man is so that way he can't run again. It's it's and insane. Shit on everything that they've been saying, it, and it makes the the people who were on the fence about him want to vote for him more. You know I have I mean? never seen um, hatred of a president bring racial diversities together so much, bro. It, Donald Trump is single handedly brought together 90 percent of the fucking communities like the whole build the wall thing dog you have no idea how many spanish people are like build the wall essay bro literally literally and like juan talked about that on the podcast he's like i know he's like or no no i'm sorry i'm thinking of the wrong thing uh do you know who uh fuck what is his name spanish comedian he's like a younger dude uh ralph his name's Ralph something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a... He's been blowing up on TikTok and shit. He's um, he's like a quieter. He's not like in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, like he's very a, like chill. So me and my girlfriend... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. funny. He talks to me. He's like, he's, he's, a, he's like Republican Mexican or Hispanic people freak me out because he's like, he's like, bitch, how did you get here? Yeah, right? Like, that's my favorite thing is like, I and I swear to God, bro, I don't care what anybody says. Cubans are the most ad, like... They're adamant on the fact the second that somebody from Cuba touches American soil, they nah go back. <laughs> Whoever's on the boat still not allowed to be here, bro. They don't want no. I made it. You didn't make it. Get the fuck out of here. I don't, like, I, I, I don't know about that, but um, but they're all a hundred percent Republican. Like it's yeah. crazy. Well, they came from a fucking terrible place. I mean, you you have, hear that? solid feeling we're gonna pause this for a moment um well for a moment let's yeah. just go ahead and end it here because yeah, we're gonna do the, i'm gonna do this again you're easy to talk to we'll yeah, definitely absolutely. have you on again especially with how close you live it's, it fucking makes yeah, sense yeah whenever I, I love it appreciate I'm it cool. appreciate you having me on all right peace everybody this episode of somehow we're adults is over 
But if you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to one of the levels of the Patreon, where we will release bonus episodes that can't be found anywhere else. Any of the money that we get from the Patreon would be used to upgrade old equipment as well as get new gear so that we can make the best podcast for you to tune into. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at Somehow We're Adults, where I share clips and content about the podcast, and the link in the bio will take you to any of the Somehow We're Adults pages. I encourage you to check out another one of the episodes if this is your first time listening, and if you're a repeat listener, thank you for your support. I love making the podcast, and I hope you tune in for future episodes of Somehow We're Adults.